Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Coach Saban Thursday, January 4th, 2024. This sports program starts now. Football is happening this weekend in a massive way. And although we have had Thursday night football to kick off NFL weekend weekends all year, we do not have one this evening. But we have a weekend stacked and packed with anxiety and energy and implications to change people's lives mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, you want to talk about telling a story later at bachelor parties and weddings mm -hmm. and God forbid at some point it's going to happen funerals. Mm. There are two teams traveling to Houston to try to win a national championship and have their team immortalized forever for five-year reunions, 10-year reunions, 15-year reunions, 20-year reunions, forever etched in stone at your university that you are a national champion. This weekend is fantastic. We cannot wait to get there, but don't look now. The NHL is throwing heat tonight Ooh. at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The Pittsburgh Penguins will take on the league-leading mm -hmm. Boston Bruins. This is a game that you're going to want to watch, okay? That guy right there. Boom! Boom! Oh! Greatest on earth right now. Mm -hmm. Well. Okay? We don't even need Connor well. Bedard. I get it. Okay, Connor Bedard, I welcome to this guy's league. Okay, welcome <laughs> to this guy's league. He is the Pittsburgh Penguins superstar, multiple-time Stanley Cup champion, an absolute menace to the city of Philadelphia, so much so that Kyler Murray wore his jersey into the Philadelphia Eagles stadium mm -hmm. the other day, and he's taking on a man whose name used to be pronounced differently than it is currently. Mm -hmm. guy who's won and uh, done in his own way. But guy you won on your team, hate to have him on the other team. Amen. Yep. A man who's going to be joining our show in eight minutes. That's Brad Marchand, captain of the Boston Bruins, who are favored by a point and a half this evening at home <laughs> against the Pens. We'll be talking to him in eight minutes. That's pretty cool. Hey, thank you, Ian. Yeah. Here you go. For having that connection there. The toxic tip actually it ended up being our connection, though. Funny enough. Sure. That's a good point. You know, because yeah. remember. Classic. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it happen if they didn't have to listen to the conversation to have us. Sure. Ball sure. was rolling. Right. Ball, yeah, absolutely. And the Pittsburgh Penguins said no. Nobody's yeah. allowed to go on that show that has Aaron Rodgers on yeah. it. Classic. Okay, I think that's what not a That's a joke. They did not say that, but it potentially was thought, yeah. especially with how the world is currently going right now. But we'll be talking to Brad Marchand. They definitely said nobody's going on that show. Just so we can manage through what's right. jokey joke. That part was not a And joke. what's real there. Because <laughs> yeah. if we were going to have to clarify that, I uh, I very much understand, especially with how many humans are watching the show, new to the show. Well, you need to know that there's two people that sit at the toxic table. One of them is wearing a rhino shirt. That's at Boston. Connor, your mullet's looking great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, kind of walked in on doing the hair this morning and then to find out, you know, the player, the captain of the greatest team in the NHL right now is coming on the program. was just such an added bonus. It, it's just nice. That one classy organization is playing tonight because then at least they will let us talk to their players. Damn shame that the Pittsburgh Penguins are just a bottom six franchise. That is not the case. Oh, when, no. when it comes, let me finish. What are you even talking about? Can I about? finish? What are you even can, talking can about? Can I finish? When, you already said enough. Can I, can I finish? Bottom six franchise when it comes to their PR people. And that is just, that is my opinion. That is not anyone else's. Although, 
I do feel as though I speak for a group of people. Uh, I'm just pumped to have Brad. Yeah, we know nothing about any of the players that have been playing on our team for 20 years. That's right. Okay, is that a good thing, a bad thing? I don't know. You tell me. I think it's a good thing because they've won, so nobody really cares. But as we continue to venture into a world where more people are introduced to the sport of hockey, getting to know the people that are on the ice will probably help a little bit, especially for some of these teams. And they need to know the stories of these hockey dudes. These hockey dudes are right dudes. They work their asses off. They say Mm -hmm. nothing about anything. Now, this guy licks people's faces. Loves it. Okay. Good move. He's a menace. Yeah, that's right. They're a pest. There he's he is. absolute pest. Doug was mm-hmm. People people call him rat. You know, he's a rat mm-hmm. because of how mad they get about him. You know, and then obviously shares the name with another person that's called a rat in a different uh, field uh, of writing and stuff like it. So sure. I, I think that is kind of what I said there. But like once you get to know these, the work, the trip, they move away from school and high school to go live with a boarding uh, like a family to go play hockey to try to make it. They're professional since the age of like sixteen. Some of them have an insane immigration stories from where they're coming from and everything. It's like, the sport of hockey is great. Hockey is awesome. Excited to chat about it. Last night, big news. Pro Bowl rosters were listed. I don't th- yeah, so it's the uh, the top three teams in the NFL draft order. Uh, didn't have any Pro Bowlers. And then the Green Bay Packers also didn't have any oh, Pro Bowlers. Really? Yeah, what? A bit surprised by that. What is that all about? What? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think Jordan Love probably should have been a Pro Bowl. I'd now, say. Now, granted, you look at some of the quarterbacks yeah. up there who made it, and I get it. I get it. But also, can we can we factor in that a couple of these teams probably going to go to the Super Bowl? Those guys are not going to play in the Pro Bowl. Sure. Get Jordan Love in there. I, I was shocked, though. I mean, anytime you're like, hey, the three shittiest teams in the NFL obviously didn't have any Pro Bowlers. And the Packers didn't have any Pro Bowlers. It's, it's a bit of a head-scratcher, but, you know, hey. You've always said it. Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything. No, it does. not for legacy and Hall of Fames, it does. That kind of stuff for sure. But but it is. It's a popularity contest, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. we got a lot of young yep. guys who maybe aren't popular enough yet. There was a couple years where I was certainly upset, and I thought I should have been in there. But at the punter kicker position, there's only one, and there's a bunch of alternates, and there's a lot of really good guys. But you do have to kind of corral that angle that, uh, yeah, this doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, but then whenever they start judging people for Hall of Fame, how many Pro Bowls you go through? Like, yeah. yeah, and whenever like uh, yeah. commercials or speeches mm-hmm. or books or incentive or anything, it's like how many Pro Bowls did you make? So we can all say it doesn't matter anyways, which it doesn't, but it does in like certain facets that are very real. Mm-hmm. So I hope they continue to figure out how to make it perfect and make it right, but it's going to be difficult. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very tough no matter what. I used to say that the refs deserve to have a vote because they're on the field with every team. Mm-hmm. They're on the oh. field with every single player. They're there. I think more people that are kind yeah. of involved should have more, but these refs don't have a clue when somebody's reporting eligible. No, exactly. I don't know if they need sure to be there. voting for... <laughs> I don't need, they need to be voting for pro bowlers. There's a lot of snubs, though. One half of the hammer, Dan Cowboys, Tone Diggs. You were riding your saddle on the internet last night about the snubs. A lot of people not happy about not making it in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, there's a like a handful that stand out. Uh, Josh Allen being one of them. Now, Lamar and Tua, they should be in the Pro Bowl 100%. The argument there last Josh night, Allen might win the MVP. Yeah, yeah. the argument there last night was uh, Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes because so Mahomes has 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Allen has 27 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. That's passing. He has 42 total touchdowns. Jeez. 42 total. Josh Allen might win the MVP, especially the the Dolphins get a big-time win and end up stealing the AFC East or whatever the case is. But then they get in the playoff. If he ends up as the MVP and he's not a pro bowler, that is kind of like, oh, the pro bowl's a sham. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, That's going to be a tough thing to kind of fight against. Uh, Another big one on the internet last night was Antoine Winfield Jr. uh, at the safety position for the NFC um, because he has three interceptions, five forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and five sacks. Buddha got in over him. We know Buddha. We love love Buddha. Buddha. Buddha's a tackling machine. But all those things that I just rattled off there. 
Buddha has zeros in that category, so a lot of people thought Antoine Winfield should have got in over him. Uh, two wideouts in the NFC. Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, who basically runs that passing attack for oh, the yeah. Detroit He's Lions. been lifting since he's like six years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm not, but the NFC's tough as far as wide receivers. CD made it, A.J. Brown made it, Evans and Puka Nakua made it. It's tough, but uh, Ayuk was also left out. He's got a lot less targets than all those guys. And, you know, you, you would think, you know, everyone said that Brock Purdy can't be an MVP because his wideouts are so incredible and and – Neither of his wideouts made the Pro Bowl. So he, he's Ayuk. not throwing to a single Pro Bowl. Or Brandon Ayuk, mm. he's throwing a Kittle. Well, of course, the tight end position. But not as a wide receiver. receiver, yes. So Brandon Ayuk has over 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns, with the, the by far the least amount of targets. Oh, so wow. those two at wideout. And then the last one was maybe a corner for AFC, Legereus Need, who's, I mean, there's a Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver saying that he's the only good corner on that entire team and they're one of the best defenses yeah he was actually talking he was talking shit on an entire city pretty much yeah mm-hmm. and he was like but jerry sneezed <laughs> people were saying J- jalen ramsey got in and jalen missed a lot of time obviously jalen's unbelievable he missed a lot of time but yeah, yeah th- there was a few out there that people were talking about last night whenever you talk about popularity contests normally it's at a position where you don't know a lot of people so a name will ring true yeah. especially if they had a good year like for instance in the AFC, people are upset that Justin Tucker's the kicker because of how many great years the uh, kickers had in the AFC. There's a lot of guys that only have like one or two misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys are knocking down kicks. There's a lot of people. Nick Folk, I think he's at 96.7% on a year or whatever over Dog. there for the Titans. Man. He was obviously not good enough for the Patriots. Well, well, the thing about Folk was he was going to make too many kicks. Yeah, that, and, we and that's not that. this year's mission. We, yeah, we couldn't. And that's yeah, why the only exactly. snub I'm pissed about is Chad Ryan for the Patriots and Barmore. <laughs> Chad Ryland. I mean, you can make the argument no one has done more for their team than Chad Ryland. I agree. Okay, so he yeah. might be MVP. He's not in the kicker conversation for the AFC. Uh, also, Dustin Hopkins yep. was 33 or 36 for the Cleveland Browns. Only three misses. He's obviously had some massive ones. There's a couple other guys over there, but Justin Tucker has the second most points in the NFL. So normally the voting goes, how many points does a kicker have? Now, this is where I want to bring in our legend here, the people's coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Pagan is with us. Hey, Chuck. Chuck, you ended the year on a very strong note uh, against the spread on Thursday Night Football. We appreciate that before the voting for kickers normally it's just points and if you look right at Brandon Aubrey who's perfect yep. on the year he's the NFC one has the most points in the NFL right now and then Justin Tucker's number two right there so then I think Jake Elliott's number three or something like that mm-hmm. so that is normally what the voting goes for in the kicking category and Justin Tucker's like greatest of all time although a lot of other guys certainly deserved it when the coaches are voting how does that work is there normally like hey you take this group you take this group how does the coaches vote work for the Pro Bowl just get this big packet. You know how we give them to the offensive guys, the defensive guys in the in the room, and they go through, and then we <clears throat> we hand it over to the OC and the DC. Say so fill out these names, and it's who do you recall? Who comes yeah. to mind? Who's had the most exposure? Like you don't know every offensive tackle on every team. You don't guard. know the, you, you guard. You don't know these guys, right? Tackles you know probably better than the interior. To your point, but. You're just filling out kind of like who you know and trying to get through it as a coach. But I think that's one it's, third of the vote. Right, I think the coaches, yeah, players. But, that, but that's real. They're just like, who is? Oh yeah, that guy's pretty good. Put oh no, down. remember? Oh yeah, there's two. Because yeah. you're, you're still trying to game plan and do whatever, and you bring it in as a head coach. Hey guys, fill these out for me, okay? I need them in like in the next whatever. And so you got them back like in ten minutes, like. And I said, you, we probably need to put a little bit more time. <laughs> yeah, but that is. So this is. But it's a pop. To your point, it's a popular. And how does like a guy like Franklin not get in? Yeah, yeah. Zyger. Zyger. Like he, come on. Back to back to back record breaking years for the Colts, let alone league leading in tackles. Yeah. yeah, has taken over for our team. And we're, by the way, because yeah. of our defense, 
Still very much in this entire thing. We'll get back to that. Chuck, I appreciate your insight. I also appreciate the fact that this man is taking time out of his day to chit-chat with us. Hell yeah. Now, I'm wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. For those that don't know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are the hockey team that represent the greatest city, not only in Pennsylvania, but we'll say the whole world, Pittsburgh. Whoa. Okay. Greatest hockey franchise in the history of hockey. Yep. Not true. Okay, not, true. Not, yeah. true. not true. Not true. Not even so close. true. In the not history of hockey. We're talking KHL. No. The Norway HL. No. The Swedish HL. No. Yeah, all of them. They're going to a city that has a very good hockey team. Okay. Damn right. Greatest regular season hockey team of all time. That was a record they held last year. We actually have a jersey hanging in the rafters to signify the fantastic season that they had. It's legendary. It's hanging right above Boston Connor's head because he was loud about these boys all year last year. Well, look out. They're back. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Marchand. Hey, guys. Brad. Thank you for taking time out of your life to join us. Tonight's a massive one. I know when you're playing the Penguins, there's probably a lot more, you know, jitters, anxiety, fear, things like that. How are we yeah. six hours away from game time? Yeah, no, you, you nailed it. Uh, a lot of fear, anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get through the day. I don't think I'm going to eat. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Should be good. Okay, Brad, let's go back in time a little bit because I am a Penguins fan. I have seen and known you, I feel like, for a very, very long time because of what you've been able to accomplish in the NHL and those phenomenal Boston Bruins teams. At one point, your name was Brad Marchand, and everybody just knew you as the pest, the menace, yeah. the guy's going to stir it up. And then also... Guy's really good looking. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, true. Yeah. Were they saying that? Was that a part yeah. of it? That's what I like to tell myself anyway. <laughs> Super handsome. Yeah. Handsome was it. They would say. And then all of a sudden your name changed to, some people called you the rat. Then all of a sudden your <laughs> name would change to Brad Marchand, and you're the captain of the team now. Are you still the menace, the pest guy? Do you have to bury that down as you're the captain, as you've matured? How do you see your playing style over your career here in the NHL? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it, it's a lot of different things go into it. When you're the captain, obviously you got you got to lead by example. Um you know, and, and you really got to pay attention to that. But, you know, also just being on the radar, I think I'm at this point the most sus- suspended player uh, in the history of the game. So Congrats. I don't want to don't want to continue going down that road. So you got to try to clean it up here. How's the team this year? Obviously, we hang that banner. Uh, we hung that banner last year to signify the greatest regular season of all time. Now, obviously, when the playoffs happen the way they do. Come on. In the. What's that? I mean, let's talk about the game at night. Okay. Uh, All right. Anyways, <laughs> so you guys. You're probably in at this point. No, yeah, Brad, we're me. past it. You know, rocket ships yeah. don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. You know what I mean? We move on. But to say that, you guys have been dominant seemingly from first game last year all the way through the end of the season. This year, same exact thing. Why do you think your guys' team is so good so often? You know, because teams do this a lot. You guys don't yeah. seem to do that much. Yeah, no, I mean, we. You know, at the end of the day, you try not to get caught up too much in, in the regular season. You know, the, the whole point of the season is to get a, a position in playoffs and to have an opportunity to play for the Cup. Um, you know, and, and you go on a run like we did last year and, and how we started this season. Um, you know, it, it gets exciting. You kind of get lost in, you know, breaking records and, and what it all ma- what it all means. But at the end of the day, whether you finish, finish with winning every single game of the season or um, you finish eighth. As long as you're in a playoff spot, you know you're playing for the same thing, and and uh, you know we experienced that 
uh, firsthand last year. Um, I won't focus too much on that, but I think just with the way our management and, and ownership and, and coaching staff, um, the way they bring guys in that believe in, in our group and want to be part of a really good culture and want to be part of a winning team, uh, it allows us to be competitive each and every year and, and allows guys to kind of come in and buy into to what we built and what we continue to try to strive to do every day and, and uh, allow us to have a good recipe for success. We've heard stories, epic stories, about teams and when they travel, having dinner, maybe some adult beverages, Bye. a lot of them, yeah, a lot of bottles of them, Bye. and then just like <laughs> rolling into the rink the next morning and like being expected to be, hey, this is what it is. This is how we yeah. roll. Is it still that way? And how do you build chemistry, especially as the captain for the Bruins team, when there's a lot of different languages in that locker room, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot of different nationalities in the room. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's part of being a good pro. Uh, you know, when you do things together as a group and, um, you know, sometimes night before a game or, or you know, uh, after games, whatever it is, uh, you know, that's part of it. you got to show up and, and still expect to do your job. And, you know, it, it obviously it's a much different schedule than uh, football and, and where we uh, play very frequently. So you got to kind of have a, a mind of a goldfish where you'll be able to forget things very quickly and, and uh, move on. Uh, and regroup but um, yeah we always try to do different things that we've incorporated uh, one thing is just gratitude and uh, be very grateful and, and practice that every day about the position we're in the opportunity we're given and uh, not just to be in the NHL but to, to be part of an organization like the one we are and, and a team uh, like we have and uh, you know every year it changes quick and and guys move on and go to different teams and careers end and uh, just trying to be in the moment and grateful for the opportunity we have. And it's something that we've been preaching for the last number of years. And uh, you know, it's, it's really worked well for our group. Yeah, I'd say. That was yeah. a phenomenal answer, by the way. There's a man who's a massive fan of your organization. Mm-hmm. Which Brought most... up, right? All right. Yep. <laughs> don't. You don't know him, Brad. Actually, yeah, yeah maybe. I don't no, know. That, no, that no. is. Uh, Boston Connor has a question for you, Brad. Yeah, Brad, first of all, it's an honor. Thank you for everything you've done for, for the Boston Bruins. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to. Appreciate gonna just, it. Thank I'm, you. I'm going to thank you right now as well uh, for kicking the shit out of the Penguins tonight just because they are. <laughs> no pressure. A bottom. Yeah, no pressure. They're a terrible franchise. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But obviously, being the captain of the Boston Bruins, massive deal. Original 16, greatest franchise in the league. But. After, you know, the season that you guys had last year, was there a little, like, son of a bitch, I got to replace Bergeron after we go and win the most games yeah. in the history of the regular season? And then also, have you reached have, – have you guys talked a lot during the season just, you know, for a couple tips and, you know, hopefully you can kind of leave this one open perhaps. Is there a thought that you've kind of planted into Patrice's mind like, <laughs> hey – if we do go back to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, there's only four series we really need to get to to hoist yeah. that cup again. Have you thought about, yeah. you know, coming back? Yeah, I know. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure uh, following a guy like Bergie, and not just Bergie, but Z before that. Um, you know, our last two captains have been two of the best captains, not just for our, our team, but in the history of the game. Amen. And, uh, you know, to follow those shoes, I, I was very stressed and had a lot of anxiety about it. Uh, but they're both good friends. And, and uh, you know, Bergie especially, we built an incredible friendship. Uh, we speak a lot, not just, you know, hockey stuff, but, um, you know, just, again, typical friend stuff. And and, and I talk to him all the time about it and it picks uh, Z's brain. And a few other, uh, like Ray Borks, reached out to me a bunch and, and uh, been great as well. So I think that, 
the, the guys in the organization that have come and gone and, and really left a great legacy are, are so good and, and really want to help uh, to this day the team be very good and take a lot of pride in that. And then, yeah, obviously with Bergie, I, I think he gets annoyed with how much I try to push him to, to come back at some yeah. point. But uh, I think he's excited about, you know, his next step and, and uh, you know, side shot has to be too hard on him. He's a big deal. Did you get emotional whenever it got thrown on the old chest there? Sorry? The C, big deal. Did you get emotional? Yeah, I did, yeah. I, yeah, I, I won't lie. It, it is, you know, when I always, like, as I'm getting older and, and uh, you know, I kind of watch my career go by, and when I, I tend to go back to thinking a lot about when I was a kid and, and I never, ever would have envisioned, one, being in the NHL and, and nor, you know, when you're a kid growing up, do you ever think about being a captain? You just want to play in the NHL and, and play hockey and do what you love. And then, you know, to, to be able to have, have – had the career I do or I've had and, and um, never expected even till last year that there'd be potential being a captain. So when I first saw it on there, it was, it was emotional. It was pretty special to see, uh, take a lot of pride in that and, and uh, you know, being a, a player for this organization and, and uh, yeah, so it was special. It was very special. Yeah. Because as somebody who's watched you from another team, I've always said, man, that's the guy you want on your team. Yeah. yeah. For for sure. And it's nice, you know, that the Boston Bruins are like, agree. Yeah, like, yeah. This <laughs> is this is the guy we want, not only on our team, but to represent who our entire team is. You've been fun, man. The Bruins have been fun with you on the team. Yeah. Not just in Boston, though. Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Brad, I got a question for you. Obviously, you and Sid both being from Nova Scotia, you guys played on the same line together for Team Canada. Sid has actually said that he that you were basically his his favorite teammate on that team because you know you're a lot better to play with than against. Um, so, like when you guys are going against each other tonight, do, will you give him a little bit more because of how tight you guys have become, or will you not pet, pest him as much, or? Or you give him an extra face wash because I believe he's got a black eye and a cut on his face right now. Yeah, what yeah. the hell happened to his face? <laughs> give him another one. He didn't do the dishes, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand. He's on IR. Uh, same thing here. No, I, uh, <laughs> you know, Sid, he, he's incredible. Uh, just a great guy. I've been Actually, I grew up watching him play. Uh, it was every year I was supposed to play against him, he was so good he'd move up. And um, The guy that my dad actually would tell me to – try to copy some of the things he would do and and part of my game and the way I protect pucks and stuff is because I watched him growing up but um you know he, he's not a guy that I like to try to get involved with on the ice he's one of those guys that smart you, you make a bad hey, you smart take over a game you know so uh I try to you know pick on guys that can't do that um but uh <laughs> they got a few of them on the team so I try to just keep quiet against them hey uh how about you just take the night off to honor no, him. no, <laughs> nope. Kick his ass, bro. No, to honor Sid. You just <laughs> nope. heard him. He's out watching growing up. Fight him. He's nah, been he, so. We still go for bragging rights, right? So I, I can't take it easy, but I just won't leave him alone. You going after Gino then? Let's, let's get a little. Let's get a little, <laughs> little, little strategy. Do you yeah. guys? Have oh, much... the, you got to be careful against the Russian. Like yeah. some of them are Gats. so tough, and you just don't know which ones it is. So you got to leave those guys alone. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes Gino will like get pissed, and then sometimes he won't. It's like yeah. some some games you're watching. It's like, oh, Gino's not having any shit today. <laughs> like that, that, uh, it, I've seen him get mad a couple times, and I don't want to go after him. <laughs> so how much, how much do you watch film? Like obviously the Pens team, the core has been around a long time. New guys come in. Yeah. Obviously, we try to get a little bit more speed. How much film do you guys get to watch on this? Like how rigorous your schedule is, both traveling and practicing. How much film and stuff? Yeah. So I, you know that that's I think one of the things that probably really differs from the, the NFL is like we we 
do a little bit of video about other teams, but a lot of our video is about our game because that that's the consistency with our season is that we can always try to improve upon our structure and what we're trying to do and implementing games where, uh, you know, we might take a couple clips of maybe six clicks clips of, of Pittsburgh and say, here's what their tendencies are. Got it. Um, but you know, for the most part, we got to focus on this as a group of what we're going to do. And, um, because you can implement that in every game. So it's really just a quick snippet. And then, you know, sometimes teams will, uh, do things different in game and, and maybe you change a couple things up. But, you know, the biggest thing for us is the execution and, and the compete that you bring every night. That's where your, your separators are, um, in our game, and, and that's what we try to really focus on. I, I got source says inside the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, but they're doing nothing that they've done all year. Oh, yeah. is that right? <laughs> yeah, new that's game good. plan. Yeah, just one. Yeah. yeah, Ty has a question for you, Brad. Yeah, Brad, it seems like every, like, the, the last five years maybe, there's been a new guy who's come in the league, whether it's like McDavid and obviously Bedard this year where everyone's saying, or the media is like, hey, this guy's the next one, and then – they produce, you know, almost instantly. It seems like. How cognizant are you guys of that kind of stuff in terms of like how skilled these young guys are coming in? And then in terms of like talking shit, do you look forward to like kind of blessing these young guns with like a welcome to the NHL moment? Like, hey, listen, pal, this this ain't the minors anymore. This is where the big boys play. Yeah, Bedard yeah. more specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that definitely uh, is something I think we would look forward to more in the past. Nowadays, you got to really be careful. There's so many things, like there's so many mics around now that you really got to kind of watch it. But um, <laughs> you know, definitely with the you know being physical on guys like young guys that are coming in that you know get a lot of hype around them. You could tend to a lot of those high high end guys or have a, a lot of arrogance and and uh, you know you kind of <laughs> want to put them in their place and let them know like you know it's not junior anymore. You want to teach them a thing or two. But um, you know it, it, you definitely have to be aware of them because they're skilled but the one thing that's kind of slipping a little bit is the physicality in the game and and where you know some of the younger guys that will come in and really uh make a name for themselves is they have that high-end skill but they're like a big power forward too and and the more you can kind of really focus on that because it's leaving you can make yourself an extremely valuable player especially come playoff time those are the kind of guys that you want on your team and you need on your team to win where you know a lot of the soft skill that comes in they're they're you know extremely skilled and talented, but you can push them out come playoff series. So you know a lot of these high end uh, plays that you're seeing in the regular season, you don't see come playoff time. Uh, that stuff gets pushed out pretty quick. Soft skill, yeah. I like that's how you guys describe it. Uh, he's one of the soft skill guys coming in. Oh, can't wait to play him. Let's see how he. Uh, welcome to not only your generation's best player, uh, but the next generation up's best player. The next generation up best player. How old are you, Brad? Thirty-five. Damn. Thanks for opening it in. Yeah. <laughs> how many years? How many years you've been in there? And, and what's going on there? You just want to let them know that uh, I'm gonna box them out here just in case. Yeah, just in a little case. box though. There, there's not a whole lot going on there, you know. I'm just trying to trying to get the, them to get a penalty because this guy already jumped on the ice, you know. So smart, <laughs> smart, <laughs> right there, heady. Uh, you're the best, dude. The absolute best. What's the afternoon look like? We're napping. I heard the NHL naps a big deal. That's what's next. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, gonna eat, take a nap. Um, you know, it ranges from an hour, two hours, depending on the guy. Uh, and then we'll get up, get to the rink at like four, four thirty for a seven o'clock game, and uh, then go to battle. What's your nap? Hour, hour half? 
You know what I started doing? I was always playing around with it, um, but I, I've started giving myself like two and a half hours, and then I just set an alarm, I set an alarm, make sure I'm not late, and then let my body uh, have what it needs. You know, some days half an hour, some days is two, depending on you know our travel and and how I've slept the days before that. Um, so just let the body kind of do itself. Yeah, let the universe figure it out. Mm -hmm. I think today you should sleep four or five hours. Nah. <laughs> four, Six, seven, miss the game. Yeah. Show up at nine. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what type of accountability is up there in Boston, but if you show up late, I don't know if you're playing, you know, so. Yeah. Anyways, good luck tonight. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to us, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, man. You've been a lot of fun mm -hmm. to watch for like 100 years now that yep. you're an old-ass oh, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I enjoy the, the cutoffs there. Keep them coming. Hey, you got it. Uh, shout out to the Boston Bruins. Hell yeah. Greatest regular season in NHL history last year. Greatest organization as a whole. Except Thank for, you. Thank you. I, I'm I, glad you, you agree. Except for, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Brad Marchand. He's a cool dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys are so screwed. I mean, just, you can just say, take the jersey off. Just just do it now. You don't want to do the whole thing. I mean, second like hour, I might put sleeves back on because it is a little chilly. <laughs> it's too bad. I forgot how know. chilly this uh, this kind of used to get for me, you know, and I had to stand out there. Maybe I have gotten a little soft skill. You know, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I awesome. appreciate it's that they're like, oh, awesome. Connor Bedard's coming in. Uh, is he, uh... and then like through the ranks they go, some guy's saying he's soft skill. Yeah, he's soft guy. skill. Yeah, a little bit. Soft skill guy. Yeah, a lot of these highlight goals you see in the regular season. Wait, we, we won't be seeing those. <laughs> yeah. You know, whenever uh, the playoffs come around. Mm -hmm. So get the highlights in now. I everything I learn about hockey in the NHL makes me like it more. Legitimately. Oh yeah. Now I grew up in Pittsburgh. Obviously, I've been a Penguins fan my entire life. My 30th birthday party was actually a Pittsburgh Penguins cake. I it was the only game that I really got to go in and see live because in Pittsburgh, I mean, could have went to the Pirates. I guess they were just terrible, but didn't like baseball. But like the Steelers were impossible to get in and see. So like literally, my dad and I saw the Penguins like maybe four or five times. I have been a Penguins fan my whole life. Now, you moved to Indiana, you have a job, you don't really get to see as much, you don't get to follow as closely, but it's like, for a guy that can't skate, which is me, although I did one time, mm -hmm. play in a scrimmage. That's right. No goalies. Got to hit the post to score. Yeah. Right off the opening face-off, passed me by good hockey player, snapshot from the blue line, crossbar, one nothing my team. Mm-hmm. I immediately went, to the went down the line. Of yep. course. Did the thing. Went immediately into the bench. Took the helmet off. I'm not playing anymore. Mm -hmm. So I've been on the ice for 15 seconds in a game. You, I have. You've been between the pipes too. Yeah, you have. Indie fuel practice. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wearing wearing jeans. Wearing <laughs> jeans for a jean commercial. Yep. And Eddie Olchik's son hit me right in the dong mm -hmm. with ah, a clapper. Remember that? Oh yeah. They were all aiming for my dong. Yep. I think it sticks right there, right? Yeah. It's autograph right here. To Pat and the boys. Thanks. Signed. That stick right there. He was taking pucks. Mm hmm. Just trying to hit me in the face. Come and on. It, it was rude. But everything we learn about hockey, we like more. Thank you to Brad Marchand. Love you, Brad. Okay, let's start talking about uh, some NFL stuff. That game tonight, 7 o'clock ESPN. Will be worth a watch. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of very good players with a lot of pride. So it's not like, uh, you know, playoff hockey is impossible to kind of talk about and to explain to people about how awesome it is. Not only watching, but live, it's like the greatest because everybody's moving so fast. They're going so like 30 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And they're just, tonight is going to be one of those mm -hmm. games because okay. of who's all going to be playing. Brad Marchand, the man we just talked to, is like one of the greatest hockey players of all time. He also, in his own lane, very yes. much, has created an own career, which you heard him talk about there a little bit. Sidney Crosby, the guy that I have called the greatest of all time, literally since I saw him come to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and do what he did, he's like 
legitimately also menace too, though. Mm -hmm. Like we'll hit gloves out of guys' hands. Oh, yeah. We'll scrap. We'll get into it. Tonight, a lot of pride. They should get after it. I'm excited to see the Pittsburgh Penguins come out of there. 4 nothing dub. Wow. Oh, yeah, sure. 4 nothing dub. Uh -huh. Ain't that right? No way. How, do you know what our record is at home? What is it? Uh, I think it's like 13-0. and 0. I was told it's an easy bond. 11-2-3. What's your record against the Pittsburgh Penguins, though? Have you thought about that? No. Stinks. Ah, who cares? That's the record because they're irrelevant. I mean, if it was like the Stanley Cup champion team, sure. Sure. What's our record against them? Is it What's our record against the team who wasn't in the playoff last year? Who gives a shit, you know? Or against the 8th seed in the playoffs. You need to watch it. Pittsburgh Penguins are just slowly starting to come back. Sure, yeah, slowly. With well, what are the Penguins doing right now, Nick? Are we good? We yeah. stink. Crushing. No, they just ripped off a couple games in a row. Now, last game, good they luck. lost to the Capitals. But before Ooh, that, 7-2-1 well, and one in their last 10. They put their stacking Ooh. wins together. Here we go. Mm -mm. Uh-oh! Pretty good. Yeah, Marshall yeah. was cool, but that doesn't help you stop, Sid. Bingo. He actually said, I'm not talking to Sid because you get Sid mad. He just takes over the whole game. Yeah. He said they got a couple guys on that team that do that, so I'm trying to you know, find the ones that aren't. I like the scouting report mm -hmm. on Sidney Crosby, which once again makes me believe hockey's even better now. Yeah. You got pettiness out there. Oh, yeah? Oh, you want chirp, huh? It's over. And that's what Sidney Crosby does. And him just talking about the Russians. Like, yeah, I, I, Malkin, you, you never know. And most of those guys, you're not even sure, but some of them will just snap and rip you apart. Far side, close to the goal. You will watch this man work. They call offices different places for hockey players. Down on a knee, batted out of the sky. How you doing? I'm now in 12th place in the NHL history. That's Sidney Crosby, baby. There you go, Sid. Respect that, that Sid. Respect are they, that. Are they on the road? Yeah, it's in Boston. What yeah. will they get? Will they get like a point and a half? Yes, the, line? Yeah. the line for hockey is always point and a half. Unless you're really bad, then you get two and a half. Yeah, unless you're the Detroit Red Wings. No, 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 Red no, no, Wings no, 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 and the Shocks. Blackhawks get it a lot. Yeah. Now, once Jeez. again, Detroit Whoa. Red Wings, I'm joking. He's joking. I, I am talking to Evan Fox over there, yes. who is a Detroit Red Wings fan. And they we're do. all the way back, by the way. Hockey I Town doubt is it. back. I all doubt the it. They're saying you guys are the next Pistons. No, no, that's not true. We actually beat the Bruins multiple times this wow. year. We kind of have their number. Yeah, that is the thing. That's the, that's the hardest and best part about the Bruins is that when teams beat them, that is their entire season, and they hang their hat on the fact that they won. <laughs> Especially in the regular season. season. You guys are the best in the regular yeah. season. Bingo. That, that's why it's such a big deal for teams like the Red Wings and the, and the Penguins who won't go to the playoffs. All right. But we'll have a that's chance to play the best team in the league at least you know two or three times. Way to go, Pasta Knock. Yep. Love you, Pasta. Look at – I mean – I don't know who's between the pipes tonight for the Penguins, but I bet that guy is shitting a brick right just, now. Just to continue, like how the show normally goes, you know, aside from what people think the show normally goes as, mm -hmm. very transparent operation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Found out they were playing tonight this morning. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Super excited about it. Pumped. It's on ESPN. Should have known earlier. Yeah. Should have known earlier for sure. Should have looked into this for it's been sure. A long week. We're going in that long week. There's been a lot of stuff going it's on. Been a lot, <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long week that has been happening. So we found out this morning and immediately we're like, boom, yes, we should try to get somebody on from there. And they go, All right, let's do it. So we reach out through ESPN. Mm -hmm. ESPN people that have run NHL have been incredibly kind and considerate to us. They've been willing to do whatever because they're like, You want to talk hockey? We're like, Yeah, they're like, We'll do whatever for you if you, you sure? talk hockey. And I'm like, that's amazing to hear because we weren't able to talk hockey as much before because we would get a strike from uh, NBC, I think, had it. Yeah. No. Well, they, they, I NBC think they had, had a couple games and then. NBC had it. We didn't, we were in an uh, independent operation, so we were getting like, we couldn't really, mm -hmm. it was hard to explain yeah. hockey without showing any clips. So it's been very beautiful, but it was last minute. And these hockey players have these entire schedules. You know, he just talked about his nap. That's like an actual, mm -hmm. like these NHL guys actually, that's like a part of the team's schedule is like, 
all right, siesta time. Mm -hmm. And then we're coming back here at this time. It's like a part of the process because they play late. They travel a lot. It's a part of the – so I thought it would be impossible to get somebody on. So they reach out to Pittsburgh Penguins, immediate no. Yeah, can't do that. Immediate no. On that show? I don't know. We don't know if they said that. Sure. I'm just saying. A lot of people are saying that right now, though. Mm -hmm. I've been reading a lot <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading a lot of that. Uh -huh. But the Bruins immediately, yes. Absolutely. Who do we, how do we? So, hey, like, Captain? shout out to the, give us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want Brad Marchand on it? I'm like, Brad Marchand will come on the show. They're like, yeah. I'm like, let's do that. So, thank, very thankful for yes. that. Awesome. Still wearing my Penguin jersey, even though they said, mm, I don't think so. They talk about conspiracy theories on there? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me open my phone real quick. Mm. That guy? I don't think so. I don't think so. No way. It's another thing about the NHL. Huh. Not, a, not a lot of conspiracies with them. It's nice. Well, they had something pop off there. When was that? Ah, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Now is not the time. No. Okay, no. now is not the time. There is people tuning into this show for the first time this week and forever just waiting to. Oh, Yeah. Let them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because obviously what happened was very serious, very bad. Very mean. Mm -hmm. Did not know it was coming. Think it was a shit talk. Very serious. Obviously, it's le led to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, quite the. It has led to a lot. Quite the conundrum. Mm -hmm. Not like very, very, very sorry that we are in this and that we are a part of this. There's enough bullshit in society for us to be adding to it. We do not want to be that. That is not who we want to go through. I've been reading some stuff about me, though, over the last couple of days on the internet. Boy, I didn't know all that about me. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of that stuff about me. I've been muting at a level that I've oh, never muted before. Have to, have if not, to. it's going to be hard for me to walk into this building again. You know what I mean? I walked, out, I walked in for today. Mm -hmm. Indianapolis walked in the office, and somebody in a van driving by, a delivery <laughs> van, either said, love you, Pat, or you, Pat. Right. And I don't know which one it was at this time, and I just would like to let everybody know, hey, love you too, or... Fuck you too. Yeah. 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 So that is uh, that is how I feel. And we will move back to the NFL now. Uh, AJ Brown was speaking about the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, this year has certainly looked different for the Philadelphia Eagles than it did last year. Obviously, this Philadelphia Eagles team has talent. Obviously, this Philadelphia Eagles team has moxie and the ability to go on the same run that they went on last year. A couple new pieces. Will that be a problem? Uh-uh. Sirianni's got to figure it figured out. Ooh. I don't think they do. No. That's what everybody's saying. It's hard to bet on the Eagles right now. It's hard to think that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl because they look very different than what we expected them to look with another year of the Jalen Hurts offense, a new contract for Jalen Hurts, and what we heard and seen from Jalen Hurts last year we thought would lead into this year to be even better. That's how football works. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, there's been some drama over there. Quite a bit. Big Dom DeCastro over. Yeah, right. Gets kicked off the sideline since then, by the way. Since then, Big Dom needs to potentially go renegotiate his contract because they might be wanting to take money from him. I'm thinking the complete opposite. Not only is he securing people off the field, they're a much better football team yeah. when he's on the sideline. I don't know what he was doing on the sideline during games, but that is a piece that is certainly potentially missing, and I don't think it's just, you know, quinky-dink mm -hmm. that that all happened at the exact same time. But A.J. Brown spoke up from the locker room that made me believe a little bit that the Philadelphia Eagles are actually heading in the right direction, and maybe we do get on board with this mm. Philadelphia Eagles team. Here's A.J. Brown talking in the locker room after announcing on Twitter – that he'll be talking tomorrow after hearing everything that's been said about the Philadelphia Eagles. That may be things that Nick probably want to fix about himself, and, and, and I'll say, but one thing I can't respect, loyalty is not one of them. And I say that because um, he takes up for us when it has nothing to do with him. 
and uh, he gets the blame, but that comes with, with, his, with his job, you know, and, and sometimes Jalen does the same thing. And uh, just like Brian, he get the, end, the wrong end of the stick sometimes when it be us. But cause I, like I said today, the coaches played play zero snaps this year. It is not the coaches. It is us. And so, like I said, if one person goes the wrong way, the whole play is over with. And, and as you guys see, it is glimpsed. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is highs and lows. It goes just like this. And so that's why I feel like, that's why honestly, I feel like we are close. We are close to, to continue to continue to get better and continue to, to, to take that next step. You know, with all this freaking adversity, we, we right there. That's what happens when you're trying to get to the next step. Gravity pulls against you. Everything pulls against you. And I think that's what this team is going through right now. And I think once we fight through that, push through that, we're going to be fine. We're going to be right where we need to be. Because I know we got great people in this locker room. We got good people. Huh? Yep. That was nice. We got accountability in there. Yeah. Awesome. We got a player sticking up for a coach that's been taken in on the shins by everybody. Yeah. Good eye contact. You also got some great eye contact. Hey, look. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Okay? I want you to see how I feel while I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you right now. You need to hear this. Nick Sirianni is loyal to us. Mm -hmm. He is stuck up for us, which is, by the way, good coaching. Other players hear that around the league because there's a false sense of accountability from coaches that we all hear and stuff like that. But Sirianni just blatantly lying for his players publicly, like that is something that can maybe bring a locker room together even tighter and play their best ball. He thinks they're close. Chuck, you've obviously looked at this Philadelphia Eagles team over the year. And I think you even came in to me and said, hey, I did a little bit more research on this Philadelphia Eagles team if you want to talk about it. What do you think is going on in Philadelphia? And what do you think is the right fix over there? Yeah, so anytime, I mean, you go back to the end of last year, you know, after the loss in the Super Bowl, when you have success, you're going to lose good people. So we know they lost their offensive coordinator who's here in Indy, Shane Steichen. Great. Big loss, right? Really John Gannon, they lose their defensive coordinator. They're number one, number two in the National Football League uh, on defense. He's in Arizona. Great. Allegedly. Yeah. Like yeah. What, what we're all thinking, right? They're playing hard. That's mm -hmm. what they're saying? It certainly looks like it. That team, you know, forget the record. All you're looking for, because that was – Effort. They, they blew the thing yeah. up. Effort. And they're given. And they play. Mm -hmm. yeah, they play. And, that's and, and the way the quarterback yeah. came back and played, didn't, I didn't see that coming. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. No. Like him coming back and actually playing the way he's playing. Uh, Motivated, I think, mm -hmm. too. Which, by the way, goes back to coaching. And I think Kyler actually came out and said, like, I would run through a wall. He said the connection was instant. For him and Coach Gannon. Yeah. Like, so that I assume Coach Gannon had in Philly as well. You take that. Shane Steichen, by the way, same way here in Philly. Mm -hmm. So you lose two glue guys Accountability. As well. Yeah. Right? No-nonsense guy. Treat you fair. Not throw you under the bus. Like they're talking about Nick. Dive on the sword for you. But behind closed doors pull you in and say, hey, look, you ain't playing worth a shit or you're doing this really good. And behind closed doors, you and I both know, AJ knows this, that you can, if there's a relationship there and there's trust there, you can tell each other whatever, right? We've had some really good conversations, right? Good, yes. You know, but as long as that respect is there and that trust is there and you know I give a shit about you and I love you and vice versa, then you can have those. And so I think that's probably happening in Arizona. I think that probably happened last year. I'm not going to say whether it's happening this year or not, but... When you have staff changes, so in comes Desai, defensive coordinator. Brian Johnson gets elevated as the offensive coordinator. You lose not only Gannon, but you lose assistant coaches. Nick Rallis is his defensive coordinator. I believe he was an assistant there with him. The secondary coach that was there, um, I think, probably wanted that job. Didn't get that job as D.C. So he goes. He leaves. <clears throat> He's in Baltimore now, which I think has pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. pretty 
Pretty yeah. Good, pretty good secondary. So you got a lot of turnover there. Communication-wise, you got personnel, right? Two safeties that were dogs last year. CJ, GJ is in uh, Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been hurt a little bit, but he's a dog. Epps is in Vegas. Two big safeties. Hargrave went to San Francisco. You got Huge. personnel. Change. And Dominican Sue. You got Sue gone. So Involved. there's personnel changes. So then there's just schematic stuff. You know, what you're going to do scheme-wise. Um, you know, so you bring in a senior defensive assistant in Matt Patricia. That's happening a lot. So that's not, like, uncommon. That's happening a lot in the National what Football League. What is it? League you get right? a young D.C.? So you get whoever. Might be young, might be old. Like, um, who are we talking about? Foxy. John Fox, right? Yeah. Legendary, right? He comes to Indy a year ago. I think he's now in Detroit, Foxy, if I'm not mistaken. But he go, they pair him up with somebody to come in. Hey, I got a, a, an old sage, been around the block, coached, been in Super Bowl, this, that, and the other. Not only for the head coach to bounce stuff off of with your experiences. What am I missing here? Go in, close the door, have a conversation. But then help out a, a young defense coordinator, a young staff. You know, So you, you, got, you got a lot going on there. And as we all know, if – if you start to slide and you lose one, you lose two, you lo- then everything, they start coming at you from all angles. And inside, you're trying to figure out, okay, do I listen to this? <laughs> Blinders, earmuffs. And it starts to seep in a little bit. And then there's self-doubt. And then, then there's change. You know, so you can't. And then you have a turnover. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they demote Desai. Oh, yes. Matt you Patricia's know? now calling plays. And to Sean's defense, he went up in the box that game. I think they were on the road at Seattle. Was that was that the first? Yeah, and they one? played well all game, and then they gave up the ninety-eight yard touchdown, ninety-two yard touchdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so and he handled it like a pro. You, you can imagine how hard that would be. You know, usually if they make a change like that, like you're out the door, and we're moving on. But he still stayed on. He uh, totally professional. And Matt comes in, and um, they haven't been better. You know, it hasn't it it hasn't changed. Well, it's it's, it yeah. looks it's it's looked worse at, at times. So you have like, uh, you actually sent in a couple plays actually here for Matt Patricia's defense. Now, Coach Patricia obviously has to work within the framework of the defense that's already been installed, but he's got to call the plays pretty much, right? And this is the first play of a game in Week 17 of a defense. Week 17 of a defense here. Go ahead, Chuck. What do you see here? Yeah. So first and ten. Um, it's single high. Anybody can see that, right? You got eight, eight in the box. It's twelve versus twelve personnel on, on Arizona. It's a it's a run look. I believe I can't see the number, but I'm I'm guessing that's uh, James Connor yep. in mm-hmm. the backfield, right? So you got an early down situation. I can you want to do it? No, you can do it if okay. it's working. So you run the clip here. I'm gonna run it back. So the guy that's highlighted right here, if we pause that. Yeah. Okay, the guy that's highlighted there, okay, pause it. That's Avante Maddox. He's the he's the starting nickelback. So they're they're in sub person. They're in nickel personnel versus twelve. Okay. So his responsibility. I'm going to say this is cover three, single high. Corners have deep thirds. He's got the flat up top. He's a curl flat defender. But if it's run, all right, they got a nine technique outside a wide nine. Okay. If you highlight the right end defensive end on a two point stance, I think that's sweat. Yep. Okay, so he's in a wide nine. So if they run away and they turn out on Sweat, which they do in this instance, they turn out on him. If you can run it a few seconds before the play action ends, stop it here. So there's the play action, right? His eyes are on the tight end. So the tight end's blocking. If they hand this ball off, my responsibility is a C-gap. It's inside. 
Now, he overreacts to this, all right, because of the play action, whatever. He should have kind of a feel for receiver releasing up the field, but everything's telling him. So I got C-gap. So I overreact to that. I'm still in a crossover, okay? And then they let it go, Pat. And then you're going to have – this guy's in the flat. The other tight end's on a crosser. There's absolutely nobody in the flat. So That's I first can, play of the game. Yeah. And I can get – you know, guys are – he's probably back. He's been injured. He's frothing at the mouth to go hit James Conner. The tendency probably said, hey, on first and 10, Matt probably set up there on first and 10, 12 personnel, James Conner, he's at seven yards deep. This is a run. Okay, play run, 70%, 80% run. So he overreacts. We don't have anybody in the flat. Okay, let's go to another play here. And there's that, 20-yard gain, right? Let's go to another play that makes So now you've got a third and six situation, not to cut you off. I no, apologize. no, you so should, go, yeah. Go back to the start, and we can kind of explain what's going on here. <clears throat> so it looks it, – they've got everybody up at the line of scrimmage, right? It looks like a cover zero look. If you count those guys at the line, you've got one guy over here, this deep safety's over the top of this, could be zero, could be a zone pressure. They like that kind of stuff. Matt done it in his history at Detroit, all the way back to New England. Desai has run this. To your point, you can't change everything midstream. You can change a coach, but he's basically going to work with the same defense, the same fronts and coverages. So they start in an empty set here. And, they're, and so there's some confusion here. Where, okay, who's got this guy man-to-man? So I'm guessing before the ball snapped, right? That guy on the right side of the line of scrimmage that's moving with the motion, I'm guessing he's got that guy man-to-man. Okay, I'm not in the meeting. So before he goes, so once he goes, he's thinking, shit, I got to go from the right inside. Because what he's probably thinking is if they don't snap, I'm going to cover this guy or, or pressure rush him. So once he goes, he runs across the formation because I've got this guy man-to-man. Well, 41 and him obviously aren't on the same page because he's looking back to the deep safety saying, is this my responsibility? Mm -hmm. Are you guys taking this? Is he running all the way over across from the other side of the ball to take this, or should I take this? Takes a guy out of the rush. It puts two guys on a decoy, and then there's nobody okay, sitting in the window for that throw on third and six. So it's an easy pitch and catch, and a guy from deep safety has to make this tackle, and it's a first down. So those are things like this is probably a good call. Good scheme, but from a practice standpoint, if you got a lot in going in, you know with practice time you only get so many reps. You only get so many third down reps. Like Thursday is a is a third down day, a two minute day, a little bit of red area. Friday's big red area, so you're going to get maybe twenty snaps. You have walkthroughs, but do you have time to actually that call? Do you think that's fixable? Versus empty versus one back versus two by two, three by one. We're going into week eighteen. You think it's fixable? It has to be. But what does that mean? Yeah. You know what it I mean? I think as a coach, and, and Matt's going to do this along with Sean and, and Nick, is you got to go back and say, okay, when you evaluate these plays, not the first one, but this third and sixth one, did we actually did we give the players a chance? Did we run that play in a walkthrough? Did we run it in practice? And did we show them against that formation? How many formations did they see it? You may have ran it one time, and it was a simple far gun three by one. Three receivers one side, one receiver, no motion. And boy, it worked in practice. But all of a sudden, they come out and empty. Then they go orbit motion. Maybe they didn't see that. Got it. So he's thinking that maybe when Matt Patricia drops in there, a different voice, obviously a different understanding, the boys don't have the year-long 
buildup that everybody else seems to have. Because in week 17, first play of the game, yeah. obviously he that's just one player going out of the way. That's a terrible start. And then in the same first quarter, they have two guys going to the same spot looking bad. It's like you're getting out-schemed right now. Yeah. Like they are, they are out-scheming you, it seems that way. Matt Patricia, we talked about this earlier, he was a defensive legend Love. whenever he was with the New England Patriots. How many years ago was that? Uh, that was 2017, I want to say, was his last year because t- 2018 was the B-flow uh, defense that beat the Rams. So good, got a head coaching job as a defense coordinator, which is obviously we know how the world was running at that point. We need a young offensive guy to kind of take over this entire thing. It does not work at Detroit at all, just like every other Belichick disciple seemingly. And then now he's the he goes back to New England. He he signs off on Mac Jones. Yep. yep. That was the last the yeah. last one. That was the last okay. Remember Bill Belichick wearing a suit, goes around a group to craft somebody else, and then Matt Patricia. Matt. Yeah. What do you think? Good. Yep. Send it. Send it. And then now he's consulting at the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's like he's going to need an offseason, I think, at least with the team, if he's going to want to call it to have any chance at all. But there's not a lot of success seemingly happening and a lot of confusion happening happening under his watch here. Yeah, really weird, especially both those plays being in those first three minutes of that defense being on the field. But it feels like the Eagles and the Chiefs are the two teams that everyone kind of universally won't be out of just because of who they have and, you know, the players that are on the team. Because by all accounts, coming into this year with Jalen Carter still on the D-line and Jordan Davis still on the D-line, then they take Nolan Smith also in the first round. Like, it's not as if they lost those guys, which are huge players and rookies. You know, they're getting their feet wet, but... They it felt like they replaced him and they were going to kind of just plug and play and everything was going to be good and that's why like Patricia having a DC change this late in the season like that doesn't feel like it can be fixed no matter what no matter who's on defense no matter who the coach is in general like if you're a DC and you're coming in week fifteen like okay now I'm going to get into my bag this season calling plays when nobody on this field has even heard me through whether it be the ear set or even in practice kind of leading it. Yeah, and also scripting. What's his script? What's it look like? What's he like to run? What are his tendencies? If they're running hurry up, what does he like to do? What does he not like to do? And you got guys all over the place. Not an easy task for Matt Patricia, but also not a good sign, you know, at this time of year for this to be happening for any team, let alone a team we had very high hopes for. Uh, We talked about accountability on the show. We talked about it yesterday and we got it. We got it in bunches, okay? Chuck was like, are the coaches putting them in the right position? That's, that was your angle there after that. d then texted in, it's on the players at this point in the season. Can't be effing up simple shit like that. Rondell Moore is always in motion. So he was taking mm. accountability from the players. And then we heard A.J. Brown. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is accountability back? Are we all accountability buddies to each other? <laughs> Might be. Like it. I like that accountability is potentially back. People saying, I need to, I am, I'm sorry that what happened happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Said that I, multiple times. Yeah, I, 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 I do. Live, what do we? But accountability being back is a big thing. Huge. Yeah. And it made, I mean, to be honest, not that A.J. Brown was heel ever, but that was an incredibly no, baby-faced press conference mm-hmm. from his locker room with all his game balls behind him. Yeah. yeah. You know, he had he all the... take those home. He's a good player. I, I don't know. Is that a reminder, you think? Probably. He's like, a pro bowler. Yeah. Still that guy. You know, when guys uh, like do some meetings, we've had some guys, and they'll have their trophies behind them. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, obviously, with our ADD show... Mm-hmm. We are immediately going to, ooh, what was yeah. that? Was that one right over there? When did you win? Oh, that one. Uh, yeah, I was considered the greatest human of all time one year. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> okay. I would hang that as well. What if that's what A.J. Brown's move is? Well, I always do my media right in front of my locker. Just a quick little reminder over both shoulders. Mm-hmm. A lot of games won. 
A lot of big plays made by me. Yeah. Now, with that being said, it's on us. This is not on the coaches. I don't know if it's fixable. I mean, Chuck Pagano says it has to be. I hope that's the case. I don't know how many reps you can get everybody on the same page, but I think accountability in the locker room is definitely good news. Let's go to some comments that are made from some coaches that we enjoy. Ooh. You know, absolute meatheads. Here's uh, MCDC talking to a radio personality earlier this week. And listen to Dan Campbell coming fresh off a devastating loss to the Dallas Cowboys. So after that play, uh, you had said, you told the offense, you're going for two on the final drive if you score. But from the seven, I mean, and looking back, like, was there a point of no return where you lay down your sword and kick the extra point? Do you regret at all the decision to go for it from the seven? Yeah, I told, I told our offense, I think I, I said this before, and I, we're going for the win. And we're going to go down, we're going to score, and we're going for two. And, and I wasn't coming off of that. So if it was like 10 or 15, like a holding penalty, you still would have gone for it? No. If we're getting outside the 10, no. Okay, we, that's we why I'm asking. outside yeah, the yeah. 10 every week, good on good. <laughs> we do it every week. O versus D. Yeah. I, like when, when you got the penalty, you sure it to Go the... ahead and say it. Say it. Say Both it, man. What? Say it. Say what you want to say. I think from the seven, it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick the extra point. I would have. I would like you would say it to anybody else. I'm on the radio. Say it like you want to say it. Say, yeah. I thought it was a reckless decision. Thank you. <laughs> okay, but you don't regret it. <laughs> Thank God no. that was radio. <laughs> so good. All right, hour two will be on the other side. <laughs> MCDC, keep it going, man. Just abnormal. Nobody else is doing that. No. He's fantastic. I see him shirtless with some dip in. It's already January 4th, 2024. Wow. These days are stacking up. They're moving quickly. The time is right, and the energy is perfect for football to be at its peak. We have a massive Week 18 for the NFL Saturday and on Sunday. And then on Monday, we will crown a national champion of the college football season, which has been spectacular. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Cowboys Tone Diggs is here, and a man who coached football. For 36 years, 18 in college, 18 in the NFL, the people's coach, our coach, a man who had a 11-4-1 record against the spread mm-hmm. this season, picking Thursday night football games. Chuck, we're going. Hey, boy, Chuck. Hey, we're winning. We're winning. Remember, you waffled that one time. Yeah, yeah it was brutal. You would have won then, too. Patriots paid for that one, too. Hey, hey but what a – hey, congrats to you, coach. Unbelievable. Way to go. Unbelievable. That was never a doubter, too, those last two. You were really starting to see the field well. Yeah. Don't you think? Got lucky. No. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. And we'll continue to ride that hot hand, hopefully through the playoffs as we go on. Uh, Joining us now from Manatic in Ohio is a man who is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner. Uh, Some people called him uh, Muppet, I believe, in some of the articles I saw. Human Muppet, I believe. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Maybe a human beast. Hell yeah. Man who beat COVID multiple times. Current president of Ohio, A.J. Hawk. I don't, What's up? I, don't, I did not read the – what does that mean if I'm a Muppet? Is that a positive or is that a negative? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it means you're – I'll take it positive. It's, it's positive. like a puppet. I, hey, I'll take this quote from a fantastic human being. I choose not to be offended. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. It's all how that? we take it, right? It's, it's how a, we take it. That's an A.J. Hawk quote right yeah. there. Yeah, yes, it is. You'll see that in a book. You obviously see that on, on walls everywhere. Mm-hmm. That is, I choose not to be offended. That is a great thing. There's some real offensive stuff being said, though. I mean, I, I was choosing a lot last night not to be <laughs> 
Not to be. Mm-hmm. Not to be. Not. Whew, I'm pretty offended by that one. That one seems to be a little <laughs> ill-intended there. Seems like a little meanness coming through it. But obviously the program is going to continue to march on, and we're lucky to do so. We got a chance to chat with Brad Marchand, ca- uh, captain of the number one team in the NHL in the first hour. And now we're getting an opportunity to chit-chat with a man who is the greatest of all time at the position mm-hmm. in which he holds. Not only is he a seven-time national champion, mm-hmm. he's the current, reigning, defending, undisputed SEC champion. A man who guided his team to the college football playoff but came up short against a stud-filled Michigan football team in the Rose Bowl just a few days ago. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of Alabama, Nick Saban. Yeah, coach! How are we doing today, guys? Coach, listen. So thankful you're joining us today. I didn't know. I had no idea. Sent the text last night. I'm like, is Coach going to stop by? They said absolutely. Thank you for that. It's great to see you, Coach. Yeah. It is great to see you. Always good to be here. I always enjoy you guys for a few minutes. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We'll, we'll, yeah. We will uh, keep the shot clock on for sure. The play clock will continue to roll on. As you look back on the season now, a couple of days removed. I don't know if you got a chance to reflect at all. SEC champion obviously had a newer team, had an early loss. How will you view it? Have you got a chance to do that yet? Have you, have you got to reflect on everything that happened this past season thus far? That's pretty much like I said to the players in the locker room after the game. You know, everybody's very disappointed uh, that we didn't finish the game. We had opportunities in the game. Um, We got exposed in some areas up front and too much pressure on the quarterback. Couldn't stop him in the end when we needed to. Um, But everybody needs to remember that this team has come a long way. You guys accomplished a lot winning the SEC championship. So uh, let's don't forget what we were able to accomplish, even though everybody's disappointed right now. Yeah, and anytime you lose the last game of the season, people are going to be disappointed, which is a good thing. You want your team to have that type of mindset. Those are the type of guys you want. A lot of greatness was had by your team, and it seems like we're going to propel into next year in a fantastic way. Let's talk about that pressure on Jalen Milrow. Did it surprise you how good their D-line was? Was it a surprise? Did you think going into the game that that was going to be the case with Jalen Milrow getting it? It was first play. First play, I think third play. It came out hot and early we were there. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I don't think it was Jalen Milrose necessarily all his fault. Of it course. was, you know, they just star fire. We're supposed to be first play of the game. We're supposed to be sliding, you know, that way. Tackle slides, guard doesn't. Quarterback gets blown up. Third play of the game. You know, they pressured us. We didn't pass off the game inside. So, um, you know, and once your quarterback starts getting affected a little bit, even though it's not necessarily his fault uh, completely, um, you know, it's tough to play. And we got to the point in the game where, you know, we didn't have a lot of confidence in being able to throw the ball, not because of our skill guys, but our inability to protect. And we did run the ball pretty effectively in the game. But to answer your question, I was not surprised by uh, their front seven, um, the quality of down people they have, especially their inside players. Those guys do a really good job. They got a good scheme. They're really well coached. And they did a nice job of defending us. And, you know, one of the things that, was a big difference in this game, which nobody ever talks about. And nobody, and it's a very simple thing. And, you know, Chuck probably would agree with me on this one is we're in no huddle. All right. And when you play a no huddle team and you're not going fast, which we didn't go fast uh, enough, then their signal caller is basically making calls to defend the formation and the alignment that you're in. 
they're the only team that we played all season that got in the huddle. So, you know, it used to be every team was in a huddle. So we play our first game of the season where we're playing against a team that's in a huddle. So you don't have the advantage of seeing those formations until they come out of the huddle. So you got to make calls. And, um, you know, that that's something that's um, changed a lot in football. The simple concept of do you huddle or go no huddle. But it does affect the game in a way that most people wouldn't even imagine. Go ahead, AJ. That's interesting to hear you say that, Coach. Now, we were we were on the sidelines, and we were coming back after uh, the halftime break, and we were speculating on what your message might have been to the team. And we were thinking, hey, guys, we're you know for your team, like we're not playing great, we're not executing like we should, but we're still only down three, so it's almost like a positive. What what was your message? Because you guys did kind of come out hot and had a spark on offense. Well, and and I, that's exactly what I told the team. I said, you know, we're not playing Alabama football. We're not executing very well. We're not playing with great intensity. Uh, I said, you know, you guys were all hooting and hollering in here before the game. That's like whistling by the graveyard, man. I mean, you got to go compete. You got to go execute in the game. You got to have discipline to execute. So, um, but after all that being said, and us not playing very well, it's 13-10. So if we go out and play Alabama football in the second half, we got a great chance to win this game. So, and we did from the beginning of the second half, all the way until 4.41 left to go in the game, we played pretty well. Now, the big thing in the game to me that when we got ahead 17-13, we had the ball three or four times and never scored to make it a two-score game. Picked a field goal, but it still makes it a one-score game. And then when we had to stop them in the end on defense, we didn't do it. Yeah, the overtime ended pretty quickly. I don't think any of us expected that. That Blake Corum run was phenomenal once we watched the film back. And I think Chuck will have a question about the end of overtime. I'm excited to hear you two break that down. The reason why I was celebrating is because as we were calling the field pass thing on the sideline, we actually gave your speech at halftime while we were standing over there. Now, we didn't deliver it, obviously, anywhere near as smart as you. But, like, that was our big takeaway as well, going in halftime. It's like, hey, this Alabama team has not played well at all, pretty much anywhere. The offense has been pretty kind of Houdini'd out of yeah. the way, except for the one Jace McClellan run. On defense, J.J. McCarthy was throwing fast. It felt like Blake Corum was running, and it was only down three. I'm happy to hear that we're on the same. Hey, we know you, Coach. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Coach, I, I think we know you a little bit, which is good. Not everything, obviously. We're nowhere near as intelligent as you. But whenever your team comes out, you have that freshman running back. Kind of start, uh, Haynes. Justice uh, Haynes. Haynes, I think is his name. And we obviously did a lot of research on this game because we were calling it. And, uh, when he gets lined up in the backfield, we're like, all right, nobody did any research on this. Right. <laughs> why did you drop him in there? Seemed to be a spark. Is that a decision? Is that why? And how did he kind of earn that spot from the season to the Rose Bowl? Well, he, he would, he's been an outstanding player for us all year long, but, you know, the running back position was a little bit of a log jam for us. We had four guys that were all really good players. And at some point in time in the season, each one of those guys sort of had a little injury or was out, so it worked out. And in this last game, you know, Roy Dell, number five, was um, had a little bit of a bad ankle, so that kind of opened the door for 22. But when he had had the chances to play in the past, he played very well, and I think he has a very bright future, and I think he's going to be a really, really good player. You know, Jason McClellan was down the week before in the SEC championship or the game before in the SEC championship. So um, didn't get to play as much. We thought we should have played him more. So um, took advantage of his opportunity and played really well. 
He did. We enjoyed watching him immediately upon getting onto the field. And now you talk about him. He's going to be back, obviously, young guy. Jalen's going to be back. We saw him immediately after the game. Mm. He was devastated, obviously. Competitor with the year that it was, how it ended. He's going to be back motivated. There's some guys that aren't, though. Tone has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, it feels like this offseason or just the end of the season might be a little different for you because it feels like normally you guys you have guys that are like, okay, they're absolutely going to the NFL draft. But it feels like this year you might have more tweets whether they should go to the NFL draft or come back. Do they come to you and ask you for advice if, if they if they think you should or you should have them go to the NFL? And and how hard is that, you know, just being honest with a kid saying, maybe I feel like you should come back or if you should go to the NFL? Well, you know, my whole approach being an NFL guy to some degree and understand the league is um, I try to get 25 teams to give us grades on all of our draft eligible guys. So the reason we always leave practice open, because I tell the NFL just the opposite of, you know, some coaches that I want you guys to come to practice. I want you to evaluate all of our players because I'm going to call you and ask you, you know, where are you going to pick this guy? So I can give them good information so they can make a business decision. Uh, and we try to, you know, give our guys the advice based on the business side of it. You know, the money goes down in the draft very quickly. You know, there's no developmental league in, in football like there is in basketball or hockey or um, basketball, G League, whatever. Um, so, you know, your development has to occur in college and your your security comes based on guaranteed money. Well, if you're not going to be a first or second round draft pick, you don't have the guaranteed money to guarantee a roster spot. Uh, so, um you know, it's a business decision, but a lot of these guys, you know, make emotional decisions. But the one thing about staying in college now is the quality of life's a lot better because of name, image, and likeness. So uh, you're not poor when you're going to college, like was once the case for a lot of guys. And um, so they don't have to make emotional, rash decisions about going to the league. But yeah. we do advise them. They do all come and see me. I give them the information. I gave them the information after the SEC championship game. Uh, we're trying to be open about this. We have uh, forums where we set up meetings with agents for them, and we have agent education programs. So we're doing everything we can to help them make good decisions and choices. But and, and at the end of the day, it's whatever's in their heart, because if they come back and it's not in their heart, they won't improve their draft status anyway. So, um, But it is a business decision, and we try to uh, encourage them to use that information to make a decision that's going to be best for their career. Pretty big decision, only going to affect the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. you yep. know? So it is massive. I appreciate how much effort you spend in making sure you get them the right answer. You saying 25 teams send back grades, I don't know how many other people are doing that. And obviously, there's a reason why Alabama has become the NFL factory that it is, because you handle the transition from college into the NFL so well. But let's talk back about what you said. You said these guys aren't poor in college anymore with name, image, likeness. I remember getting out a loan for $40,000 uh, just to have a good time. I was on full scholarship. Didn't want to ask my parents for any money. And if I end up not making the NFL, I'll just be in, I'll be in debt like everybody else. And if I make the NFL on that 25% interest loan, oh, yeah. I'll be able to pay it back at some point. So that was kind of my give and take on it all. But now with name, image, likeness, that is being a reason that is brought up for why you want to get the hell out of college football. Obviously, another offseason has come. So now the conversation goes to Coach Saban might be done. Uh -oh. might be retiring with how that game ended 
Did that have any effect on your future thoughts or opinions? Have you obviously thought about that throughout the last few years? And why do you think it gets brought up every single year as if you were going to be done? Well, because I'm getting old, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You look good, though, Coach. You look good. Look, I I ask everybody that asks me that question, you know, are you going to be here for four years? You know, some players ask me, you know, when are you going to retire? I look at them and say, well, can you guarantee me that you're going to be here for four years? And they look at me like, you know, hell no, I'm not making it. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, get a better deal someplace else. So, uh, and I just think it's the way of the world now uh, that, you know, college football has changed dramatically, especially in the last three or four years. And, Roster management, guys getting in the portal, um, pay for play is uh, definitely alive and well. I mean, name, image, and likeness has really become pay for play. Um, as soon as you allow collectives to be a part of uh, what you're allowed to give to a player. And, and look, I'm all for improving the quality of life of players. Uh, I think they do a lot for the university, uh, and I think they should be compensated in some way for that. Uh, but I also think there needs to be some kind of competitive balance associated with um, who spends what, what you can pay a player. Does anybody have a contract um, that obligates them to do things? Because, you know, what happened in the Florida State-Georgia game? Oh. And, you know, Kirby, this happened to him a few years ago when they played Texas, is you got all these guys opt out of the game. It's not good for college football. It's not good for bowl games. It's not good for fans. It's not good for college football. And I'm not criticizing the players who chose not to do it. But, um, you know, it, it, it's it's just not good for college football that people um, aren't obligated to fulfill some kind of an obligation to their team. Um, every, every competitive league, every competitive venue has some kind of rules that are guidelines for – you know, how, how we have to treat people and what their obligation is to the team. So let's talk about that a little bit because I brought this up. Now that score ended up being 63-3. to three, And I don't know if you caught all the chatter and conversation from the Florida State fans, but they were very passionate and loud about how mad they were that they weren't in a college football playoff. They could have been one of the only teams with alongside Liberty that could have ended their year as undefeated. There was a lot on the line, but they still had opt-outs, and obviously business decisions were made by people. You do what you have to do. But last year, in a similar situation, Bryce Young played, Will Anderson played for your program. Why do you think that was the case? How, how does, why do you think that happens, and how, how do we get that happening in more places, you think, Coach? Well, yeah, I, it was the approach that we took. I mean, a lot of Florida State people called me. I got thousands of phone calls and bad text messages and called every name in the book. And Miss Terry even got called a few names. No, um, but nobody's talking about Miss Terry. Nobody's yeah, talking we, about Miss Terry. They did. We got in the playoffs and they didn't. And I was, you know, I saw a Florida State fan, you know, when I was recruiting in Florida. And he kind of gave me the business. And I said, hey, look, we, we were left out last year. You know, we lost two games. We ended up fifth. We were the last team out. And we had a pretty good team. We lost two games on the last play of the game. And, um, you know, it was our fault that we lost those games. But we got left out. So we had a choice to make. Um, and our players got together and said, hey, we want to go prove in the bowl game that, you know, we should be in the game. We're playing Kansas State. Kansas State beat TCU. And, uh, it was our opportunity to go play in the game, and everybody wanted to play. And, you know, we beefed up the insurance for our guys that were draft guys, which 
you know, maybe some people wouldn't do, but, you know, our university was willing to do that and make a commitment to those players so they could play and not worry about injury and that type of thing. Huh. Um, we went and played and had a lot of fun and had a great game. And a lot of people said, well, you know, maybe they should have been in the playoffs. So I say, you have the same opportunity to do that this year. You're going to play Georgia. All right, if your team all bands together and says we want to go play Georgia and beat them and show that we should be in the playoffs. So, but that didn't happen. But um, that's why our team came together and played in the game and the players wanted to play in the game. So, Could you imagine the story that the Florida State undefeated beat the back-to-back national champs too? Yeah. It, like that is – I would almost have a parade yeah. if I, I was like, yeah, we won the national. I'd make rings. I'd do the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, we did it. Like you could have had that opportunity. Instead, sixty-three to three, we'll never be able to have the actual conversation. It's crazy. There's also in this time period for coaches is pretty wild. Something you've experienced in the past. Go ahead, con man. Yeah, coach, because you are the godfather of college football. Right now is that kind of odd time where teams, you know, seasons are ending and coaches are going to you know different schools, but some coaches are going to you know make the jump to the NFL, do guys reach out to you for advice mm. as far as what that transition is like and, you know, how to handle the different, you know, personalities in the NFL versus college football? And also, do you think NIL helps those coaches? Because now when they go to the league, they understand that there is also this other side that is the business that the NFL, you know, has always had and that the NCAA is now just, you know, getting into. Um, sometimes on occasion, um, especially guys that have been on our staff before, uh, they ask a lot about what it's like coaching in the NFL. And, you know, I think it's great to coach in the NFL. Uh, I think there was a time when coaching in college lifestyle was probably a little better. Uh, I think right now, based on the circumstances that we've created in college football, lifestyle is a little bit better in the NFL. Um, so, but, um, you know, every guy, you know, some guys love recruiting. They like relationships. They like trying to help guys develop when they're young people, which I've always kind of enjoyed that part of it in college football. But I also really enjoy the the, the competitive edge that the NFL has. you got the best teams, the best players competing against each other. And uh, 70% of the games are, you know, decided by a touchdown or less. So it, it's really, really great, you know, coaching those kind of competitors and those kind of players. So there's good and bad in both. Um, and I, I just try to lay that out for guys and say it's kind of, you know, what you choose and what you enjoy doing the most that will make you the most happy. That early signing period is awesome. Yeah. You know, that early that early yeah. signing period is good time, right? That, that was a good move by college football to add that in there. Well, it depends, you know, if you look at, I mean, you take our month of December, okay, early in December, we play SEC championship game. Okay. We go recruit for two weeks. All right, we start practicing for um, college football playoff. And while we're recruiting and practicing and trying to prepare for a game and trying to do a game plan, um, starting December 16th with the December 20th or whatever signing date, you got all these things roll into one. Um, not to mention, you know, everybody, when you go home is worried about who's getting what for Christmas. So all this stuff is rolled into a time period where it is really, really hectic. And then you have a couple of days off for Christmas and then you get in the plane and go to Los Angeles and practice every day. 
So um, that's why I gave our coaching staff a couple of days off. Uh, and I know this is a tough transition time for, you know, a lot of players getting in the portal and, you know, trying to manage our roster. But um, it, it's um, it, it, it's a December is a real grind for college coaches. I was excited to hear what, how you were going to describe that there. Real <laughs> grind was the answer. I didn't know if there was different ways to phrase that potentially. It is a... I loved you saying, and then, oh, yeah, there's Christmas, too. Yeah. Cancel. Christmas canceled because you didn't even add in Transfer Portal mm-hmm. happening at that exact same time. We appreciate your guys' sacrifice for good football. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. And if you're able to manage all that and win a game and win a national championship, truly showcases how great an organization and program is. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, uh, you mentioned last year that the school uh, helped kind of beef up insurance policies for some of your players. Is that a – is that a common thing? I, from what I know, it's the individuals that had to go out and get that. Is that something that changed with the NIO, and is that common throughout college football? Uh, it, it's a, it's allowed for us to um, look. We we used to the NCAA used to allow um, you know players to buy insurance when they were rated by the insurance company as a potential draft pick. Um, you know, as time has gone on, and we've made more and more player benefits than we could pay for a player's insurance. And, you know, as you know, there's three kinds of player insurance. You know, you got disability insurance, which means you get hurt and your career ends. And then you got loss of value insurance, which is, you know, I was going to get drafted in the first round. I got hurt. I got drafted in the third round. They're supposed to pay me the difference. That That's tough to prove and tough to collect on. And then, you know, you got critical injury insurance, which is just like your homeowner's policy. You get an ACL, you get $250,000 or whatever. So instead of us trying to decide who gets what, we used to just pay for insurance. And when Tua got hurt, it changed my whole philosophy on this and that, hey, that family should have made this decision about what insurance he has. Does that make sense? Yes. So we just started giving blocks of money you know, to families, if you got a first round grade, you got this much money, you got a second round grade, you got this much money, and you go choose whatever kind of insurance that you want. Uh, and it gives the players and the families a better peace of mind. And if they want to add to that, they can. I got the Lloyds of London the year that I got franchise tagged. I think I paid like 35 grand or something like that for a $20 million insurance policy. Mm. I would have had to get my legs sawed off in <laughs> oh. the middle of uh, in the middle of a practice pretty much. But... I assume Aflac is hooking it up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I assume Aflac got uh-huh. that duck coming into that facility. <laughs> hey, what do you need? How do you need it? That's good news. And it, with the car dealerships, too? Oh, yeah. The amount of insurance. Did you hear him just break that? Obviously, you guys know Homeowners critical nuts. loss. You got this. Yeah, you, hey, that, hey, hey, that was beautiful there. Preaching yeah. on some insurance stuff. Now, Chuck has a question for you about the end of that game. He was kind of breaking it down at a different level. Yeah, Coach, I know you've had to talk about this uh, a lot at nauseum, uh, to be specific. But um, the end of that game, we all know what happened, uh, you know, once we ran the last play. But leading up to that, did you anticipate, you know, uh, Michigan, like when you went out the first time, did you anticipate and kind of think like, okay, they're probably going to call um, a timeout here, going to take the Kodak, as, as we called it, take a picture of the formation, the personnel group, and then go uh, and get in the exact same, because they're counting on you coming out in the same thing. Did you anticipate that, number one? And then number two, 
did you give them something on that first formation, that first personnel group that you knew they were going to take that and then give them something different? Because I can't remember exactly what the formation was before you guys took the, took the timeout. Can you take us through that again, Coach, the, the thinking there, the strategy? Well, um, actually, I think I did kind of anticipate that they would call timeout. But um, the first time we went out, all right, we had the look that we wanted to run the play that we wanted to run. They called timeout. Okay. We changed what we were going to do. Uh, the second time we went out, we changed personnel group and we changed the formation. And um, we didn't like the look that we got. So we called timeout. But you only get one timeout. Yeah. In college and overtime for each overtime session. So um, the third time we go out, um, we change personnel again, uh, and I didn't like the look that we got. We couldn't call timeout. Uh, we should have looked the play uh, so that when I say look the play, you know, line up in the formation, see what they're in, and have a second thing that you could go to. And um, we didn't do that, uh, and that was our fault as coaches. And um, we would have had an opportunity had we blocked. They ran just Eagle Blitz, which you know what Eagle Blitz is. It's just Sam will fire, you know. And um, it was a gap play, quarterback run. Um, we got knocked back inside and um, didn't block the guys, kicked the guy out off the edge, didn't collect the people correctly, and got blowed up. So, um, but, you know, Tommy felt good about the quarterback runs. Um, because we knew we'd probably get pressure, and we hadn't been blocking their pressure very well uh, all night. So um, he felt good if we trapped a quarterback run on a pressure, we'd be able to split them, which had been successful at other times in the game. Yeah, as we're watching it, we're like 11 yards away as we see it just get muddy. I mean, it just got – there was nowhere straight for Milrow to run. But a lot of people now, uh, couch quarterbacks and things like that, they've gone slow-mo on a sky cam. And because guard pulled, Jalen Milrow, if he cuts to the left, now you see the side shot, that would have been an incredible cut. I mean, he would have had to have done it so fast, so quick, and ran a 4-1 potentially sideways right there mm -hmm. to get around where the guard – go ahead. And it wasn't a great snap. I mean, Which, it was a low two-lace snap, which now you don't have your eyes up, so uh makes it harder to make those kind of cuts. Hey, that was happening all game. I don't even know what was going through your mind. We were talking about it. Even on Jace's touchdown, that was a low snap that he had to pick it up. And obviously, Chase has been a great ball player for you guys. That's something we have a former NFL center that said it can become uh, – mm -hmm. you start overthinking it a little bit. Do you think that was taking place throughout it? And did you talk to him? How'd that convo go? Uh you know, that's that's something that's been a little bit of an issue for us all year long. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go on a clap and you use that as a noise cadence, um, you know, every time somebody hits a pad on defense, they're not allowed to clap on defense, which is actually what happened in the Auburn game when we got behind the eight ball before the fourth and 31 play when the ball got snapped and the quarterback wasn't ready for it and we had a huge loss. They actually did clap on defense. They weren't doing it intentionally. The safety was just trying to get the linebacker's attention. And um, it, it's it's a common thing, but it, it is a penalty. But Michigan was not clapping. But our center was thinking that somebody was making a noise that sounded like a clap, and he was snapping the ball uh, early sometimes and when we weren't ready for it sometimes. So 
that's a huge issue for a quarterback. Okay, yes, at, for a whole offense, especially when it's built on timing and everything like that. And we hope Chase, I believe he's entered the transfer portal, they said, can get through it. That's a no-fun mental battle happening in his head. But, yeah, I didn't know that was taking place. Early snaps happening in a semifinal game is certainly not desirable. And as we let you go, enjoy your life. And we can't thank you enough for the season that we've had together. And I assume uh, we'll see you on Monday. We have no idea what your schedule is. We'll see. Do you, will you utilize this game, obviously, as motivation for the entire offseason? Like, does this now immediately become the messaging for the entire offseason as Jalen comes back and everything? Have you kind of pieced that together yet, or are we still enjoying life from, uh, from what we accomplished last season? Well, we're not enjoying life after getting beat, I can tell you that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's always a motivation for you when the season doesn't end like you want it to. Um, you know, players are usually hungry and – um, want to prove something and you know hopefully that'll be the case with our team but I think the big thing right now is trying to manage the roster and you know keep the team together uh, right. as best we can. All right coach well enjoy the hell out of yourself please tell Miss Terry we appreciate mm -hmm. her efforts today as she was doing the one to set up this call what a lovely <laughs> awesome lady and anybody that was saying anything negative about Miss Terry needs to have their speaking rights revoked forever yep. cut the tongue out ladies and gentlemen Coach Nick Saban. Thank you, pal. Yeah, Coach. Have a good one, man. See you later. You got it. See you, Coach. Uh, we're not having a good time after getting – Yeah. All right. I just want to let you know. Just real – let's not even – are we having a good time? I actually am FaceTiming my coach. I don't even know how to FaceTime. Just to see if they're smiling when they answer a phone. Hey, we are not happy. Yeah. We are not happy. We lost the game. 24-7, they got to do it. I liked whenever he brought up, you know, the college lifestyle coaching, not as good not at this point as what the NFL lifestyle is. And that's what Paul Feinbaum has been basically hammering home, saying that this could be Saban's swan song this sure. last game. They said he could be done, or at least very, very soon. But that's been being said about him for a long time. That guy loves football. Absolutely. Addicted to making guys better, too, it mm -hmm. sounds like. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. And he said, you know, I asked the guys, are you going to be here for four years? And they go, well, I'm not going to make that commitment. He said, me neither. What are we <laughs> yeah. talking about? I appreciate that answer out of him. Absolutely. And it's fair of him to say, hey, you're going to promise that you're going to stay around for four years? Yeah. How about that they Kodak? Because they sign one-year contracts now. Well, it used to be one-year contracts as for well. Coaches could pull the scholarship after every single year, but they wouldn't do that because normally you'd lose the high school forever. The recruiting kills you. Yeah, you bingo. Run guys off. Bingo. Now, granted, there's First, ways to do bridges. that. There's ways to do that. You know, cardio sessions maybe that are sure. specifically mm -hmm. for you. Air nine. Yeah. You sure you want to still play football for us or you want to potentially get out of here? I couldn't even imagine what that's like now, especially with the money mm -hmm. being made by potential people that are bust. But, like, whenever you talk to them about that Kodak and everything, I think – there was a couple different times where he thought we were definitely scoring here. And then that last one, before the plays even had, he's looking up at the Jumbotron, and he's looking on the field. He's looking on the Jumbotron, looking on the field. And can't do anything. Yeah. This ain't what we wanted. Now, how about Jim Harbaugh and the boys over there, though? He said they called timeout, came in different formation. They liked their formation but didn't like what Michigan had out there. So they had to guess what the next play mm -hmm. was going to be. He said he did three different plays in a press conference after the game. That's a lot for that moment right there, fourth and three, Absolutely. fourth and goal from three. Absolutely. But to, when he said at the very end, you know, I wish we would have gone out with a can. check with me, can, you know, get, do that. And the other thing was like, okay, with the clap deal, why not the silent count with the guard looks and points a finger and like, 
I bet you you move on from that, right? Well, and also those coach those refs wouldn't have called like you know sometimes those guards if they're doing too much movement call false start or whatever. Especially if you drop it in late in the game like they were doing that whole time. These refs aren't calling anything. Mm-hmm. The no, no. Game. at all. No, but that's something you definitely everybody's got to look at now because that because that's an issue to me. Just listening to it. Okay, okay. So Pat whatever. White. Pat White did the clap. And then they started doing like fake claps because not everybody can hear the clap, mm-hmm. but they can see the motion of the clap. Because mm-hmm. I was always like, why are you doing a fake clap? You, you look go, like Tony Robbins. You get, get a jump on it, right? As an edge rusher? Yeah, bingo. Because it became predictable or whatever. I'm like, but you're obviously not clapping. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, there's some people standing at different areas mm-hmm. where they can't hear it, like, first of like all. Like going on two? Is it like trying to go on two? It's their fake clap? Yeah, it's like a boom. Like we're going on two there and everything acts the normal, everybody. It's like a hard count for mm-hmm. the clap count or whatever because you can't do actual clap because then people don't know if it's the first clap or the yeah. second clap. Did I miss mm-hmm. the first clap or did I miss the second clap? And the thought of hitting pads, like D linemen, like you can make that a natural... Oh, yeah. Poof, just mm-hmm. like J.J. Watt would be every single play would be trying to figure out how he can motivate a teammate. That sounds exactly like a clap. What a scene, man. Just how many things go into every single play. Like the center. Well, I don't know if that's – so he's probably not confident no. as he's snapping that thing. How could you be? How could you be? Was man? that the case? I don't remember. Oh, no. In and Auburn game – and also, these the guys line. are all over us, too. The second I snap this ball, hopefully it's a good snap. We're giving, like, first play of the game. Like, these guys are really good and really fast in front. Do not want to be in that position ever in my life. You know what's crazy, too, is in this off college offense, they couldn't go under center either. Like, they couldn't just go under center and take a snap just to take out all that. The huddling thing was interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. Talk about Michigan. Got you off tone. Yeah, but you're right. He was talking about that, and Connor was going to ask about the in-ear thing, like if that potentially yeah. will lead to more of that, you know, taking place, more pro-style type offense. But I did appreciate him acknowledging that as something that, that got us. That got yeah. us a little bit, you know That's what I mean? That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. First team all year, and it's, you know, in the Rose Bowl. That's brutal. And you mentioned Feinbaum bringing up Saban. Feinbaum – I think it was either today or yesterday, said, yep, Monday is it for Harbaugh. He, he's gone 100%. <laughs> well, and that's because all the tea leaves are saying, Don Yee hires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's asked about the NFL, he d- doesn't give the answers. Last year, he's supposed to be with the Broncos. Two years ago, he's supposed to be with the Vikings. Yep. And then Adam Schefter has already kind of started shaping. I don't, I don't say that's messaging, but it really is messaging. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, Harbaugh wanted to come back, restore greatness at his alma mater. The ultimate Michigan man wanted to bring back the joys of success to a school that he loves and still runs deep in his heart. Now, has he done that? Three straight college football play- Like, that's what Schefter was saying. It was like, oh, that's his baby face out. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the baby face out. Because everything he's been through this year and all the things that Michigan fans have been through alongside of him this year, with all, if he was to leave with how great they've been, if they don't win against Alabama mm-hmm. and they don't win against Washington, not saying that's the case. I'm just saying if that happens, it's like still baby face. I did bring them back. That's good messaging, AJ. That's, that's, and that's good thought, you know, narrative. Yeah, very good. It will be interesting to see what hardball does, but also – if Harbaugh leaves, who's coaching Michigan? Who are you do Sharon, it from within yeah, or yeah, what? Seriously. Maybe Sounds Sharon. Like a shoe in, right? Yeah, should be. And also with what their offense did to Alabama defense with yeah. the formation either, and everything, it's either like, coordinator. Joining us now is a center who might be able to tell us a little bit about what was going on with the Alabama center that we just heard from Nick Saban actually address as a year-long thing, let alone in Auburn and in the Rose Bowl. He's in transfer porter now. We love Chase. He's been a good guy to us. Oh, yeah. But certainly didn't have his greatest night snapping the ball. AQ Shipley. AQ. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah. I thought the mirror was your head. Yep. Is that a, I thought the mirror was your head. Fits perfectly. 
Well, not really. It kind of made you look like one of those big head doofuses. Yeah, idiot. It looked like you had one of those big. There's a trophy, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, what's that there? Oh, you want soup? You got a Super Bowl champion. Oh, look at that thing. Super Bowl. What's that? I, I, is that a? The old Lombo. Oh. Yeah, there it was. There it was. Where's the Remington? Is the Remington up there? It's out, it's out, it's out, in, the, uh, it's out in the gym. Oh, the shipyard. Shipyard. Mm. Okay, so uh, Saban talked about the center being an issue all year. I think we saw it happen at the Rose Bowl with the low snaps. It was literally – and even on the last play of the game, it happened. They weren't very much uh, – you know, good for Jalen Milrow to operate as a quarterback, and it was tough on timing. He said that had been happening all year. Is that something that just gets in somebody's head? Like, have you ever experienced that? And how does he move on from that? Are they just going to move him to guard and say, hey, you don't have to do this anymore? You, you got you got to find something to get out of it because, yes, it is. It, it, it's absolutely one of those things where it's like the yips in golf, right? It's you, you start to overthink it. It starts to get in your head. There was a period of time, there was a good five or six weeks where – Every snap in practice, I used to just, as soon as the play was over, where was the snap? Hey, where was the snap? Where was the snap? Where was the snap? I mean, I was freaking out in my own head because you just, you, you have one bad one, and now it starts to get in your head, and you, and you try and guide it as opposed to doing what's been muscle memory your entire life. And it, it absolutely, it ruins you. It absolutely ruins you. And you saw it in that game where it's like once one happens, it's like it's like a waterfall. It just rolls downhill. Yeah, and he Auburn, I guess, they're saying he snapped it early because they were going on claps. And Auburn's defense was clapping, but it was to try to get the attention of somebody. It wasn't like for deception, if you will. It was just like a hey, hey, hey. But it's he said still illegal, but wasn't <laughs> for a deceptive moment. And then Michigan wasn't clapping, but like sometimes I guess somebody was smacking somebody on the pads. And because how loud Rose Bowl was, it felt like a clap. Have you ever heard that before? And how do you like how do you get around that? Because then if he's thinking he's hearing claps and he's also mis- he's probably not very confident yeah. at all. I mean, that's like a right? Doesn't that feel like a lot yeah, to I deal mean, with? Listen, the clap the clap thing's kind of I mean, listen, the college people have been doing this for a while, so I think they're more used to it and accustomed to it. But listen, when Cliff Kingsbury became the head coach. At Arizona, we went to the clap. And, you know, as Chuck knows, they on defense, right, like you try and time your snaps, we do the same thing on offense. So, like, you get into, like, a, you, you know what your quarterback's rhythm is of the cadence, that hot, white 80, white 80, hot, right? Wait, so like, wait, that hot. second white 80, you start to anticipate that snap, and the center can anticipate. But when you're doing the clap, there's nothing to give you an anticipation. So you're just sitting there guessing, right? Mm. You're just sitting there waiting for – that and it's like oh shit i gotta do it immediately right and so it's such a tough thing and i I think the college thing like they they're more accustomed to it but i know whenever it came to the nfl when cliff brought it to arizona we we were like get this thing out of here we gotta we gotta get something to (laughs) to give us something to to anticipate something can we breathe for a second you know before uh can we at least know that we got half a second until the? i just need something so i'm not sitting there like that i mean i'm not even kidding you we played baltimore uh, on the road, week three in 2019, and I, I shit you not, I was staring at the jumbotron, watching Kyler do that, so I could sit there and try and time my snap. Jeez, pointing, staring, jumbo. What? What's snap. Is it on a fake? Is it on a fake one? Is it on two claps? Is it- well, they got rid of the fake in the NFL. They still allow it in college, but the fake they started calling the the false start in the NFL. Jeez. Well, All right. Go ahead. Ohio State, too, I remember, because at the Georgia game, what they would do is they wouldn't call a play, but they would rush up to the line, and then C.J. Stroud would do the clap, 
No one moves. Then they look to the sideline get the play. It's wild. All deception, all trying to get an edge, and instead it feels like for the center at Alabama, it just all got out of his head. Yeah. Like, get yeah. me out of here. He transferred. Yeah, I'm he not did. doing it anymore. He said, he said, I'm out. I think he's visiting Ohio State. I thought I said. I'm not doing it anymore. Jeez. Everybody's attacking me. Get your snap up. Get your snap up. Do you see the monsters that are rushing me right now? So good. And I have no right. idea if they're clapping, not clapping. I have no – get me out of here. I think the transfer portal is going to do Chase good. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome back, Chase. Yep. Good luck, Welcome Chase. Back. All right, we appreciate you, uh, Super Bowl champion AQ Shipley. Yeah, AQ. All right, we ran a clip at the end of the hour uh, about MCDC, the head coach of the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions, who just suffered a devastating loss, AJ, to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yes, devastating, at, to say the least, I would say. Yeah, especially with the how the whole check-in thing happened and reported happened, and we'll ask Chuck about that uh, for a little bit more in-depth of an answer from a head coach who's been in those meetings before at the NFL. But Dan Campbell was on the fan, 97-1, yep. in Detroit. The ticket. Ticket. There uh-huh. it is. The ticket, 97-1. One it's always one of the two. They're on your side. Shout out to Chick McGee. But, yeah, the, the ticket, 97-1 in Detroit. I assume he does a weekly hit with this group. Of he people. does, yeah. Okay, so this is like the coaches show in Detroit. And here's the interaction he had with the hosts about the two-point conversion conversation and decisions. So after that play, uh, you had said you told the offense, you're going for two on the final drive if you score. But from the seven, I mean, and looking back, like, was there a point of no return where you lay down your sword and kick the extra point? Do you regret at all the decision to go for it from the seven? Yeah, I told I told our offense. I think I, I said this before, and I, we're going for the win, and we're going to go down, we're going to score, and we're going for two. And and I wasn't coming off of that. So if it was like ten or fifteen, like a holding penalty, you still would have gone for it. No, if we're getting outside the 10, no. Okay, we, that's we, why I'm asking. Outside yeah, the yeah. 10 every week, good on good. <laughs> we do it every week. Man. Over Steve. Man. Yeah. I, like yeah. When, I, when you got the penalty and move it to go the – Go ahead and say it. Say it. Say it. Both of you. What? Say it. Say it, dude. Say what you want to say. I say think from the seven, say. it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick oh. the extra point. I would have – I would like you would say it to anybody else. I like that. I'm on the radio. Say Let it like here. you want to say it. Come on. Yeah, I thought it was a friend. reckless decision. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, but you don't regret it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I see him. I see him in his office on the phone. Mm-hmm. Just got done with the workout. I assume shirtless. Yes. Sweating a little bit. Walking around. Say it. Say, say like how you say it to your friend. <laughs> yeah. I've heard what you guys have been saying. I've been I've been getting the clips of this. Say thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Clipping that. Putting it in the team meeting room now. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We got a clip. And the conversation about that game is the reporting. The reporting. The reporting. Now, the Dallas Cowboys get a huge win. They don't care about the reporting. Nope. But obviously, MCDC is still not thrilled about the loss to the Cowboys. And he's taking it on the shin for the decision-making of four straight two-point conversion opportunities. Obviously, there was penalty, and then there was a timeout, then there was another one, there was another one, whatever. He was saying, we're going for it regardless. Can you walk us through the entire situation that happened with Detroit from the head coach's eyes, how Dan Campbell sees it, from the beginning of the game when they're talking to the refs, to the situation happening, to the fallout now afterwards where you're being mocked and ridiculed by people on the radio that you don't necessarily appreciate? Yeah, so game day, they're going to send two officials, not the white hat. They're going to send a line judge and a deep wing official into each locker room. Go through whatever you need to go through with the official. Trick plays. Special teams guy 
I remember Midge had the iPad, had the Surface, the Microsoft tablet out. Okay, here's the deal. Here's how we're going to line up. You good with this? We okay with this? So anyway, they go through all that stuff, and I'm sure they explained this scenario, this play, this substitution uh, to those two guys. Then I'm assuming, which happened to us in a path, they go out and they talk to the crew. They talk to the White Hat. And then the only chance, like Dan or the head coach I had, is once you go out for pregame warm-ups and the crew comes out, the White Hat comes out, he does his pleasantries. He goes to the other one coach. How's and he comes, the family? How's the family? Everything's good. How's the hell? Yeah. Sure. He'd always ask about the family. How's the family? Yeah. Uh, commendatore. How's your uncle? Uh, yeah. Salvatore. <laughs> so anyway, so then you have a chance. Hey, look, the guys talked to me, Dan, about the play about your two-point play, the situation, the set, and the other. So they have a discussion about it. So I'm assuming... Potentially talked about two times, which is why Dan is so Potentially busy. talked about it two times. And so I think both, both sides are assuming once we get to this, if this situation comes up, that's why you have those you know, discussions, and they do come up. It's like a play you can't defend all week. God, I hope they don't run that pass route. Guess what? Hey, fuck, it's coming. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, AJ, so you can see why Dan Campbell's probably uh, a little bit emotional about it all. And then you hear Big Frank. No, Big. Uh, who's uh, who's the guy that got all pissed off? Uh, who said I didn't report? I didn't skip. 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 Sorry, skip. Big skip. Big Skip said I didn't say anything mm-hmm. on the sideline. There's video of him reacting to the entire situation. It's like you can see why MCDC is incredibly upset. What a different convo that is, AJ, if that whole thing goes how it's supposed to go from Jump Street. Oh, my. Tariko had, like, a, a legendary call saying this is the changing the, the franchise forever. Like, I, I think I even mentioned on the show. Like, I thought of Foxy instantly how happy this guy was. And then to see it get, get sucked away from him so quickly, I'm glad. I heard you guys were watching in a very – really highfalutin basement area of a nice place with Whoa. some big-time people. So that mm-hmm. kind of kept him from possibly off of himself. <laughs> so I, I was happy for that. But I wanted to ask Chuck real quick, when you bring in – when you're talking to those refs pregame, trying to show them what plays you may have on the fake iPad they bring in, are they actually showing clips from practice of the play, or how are you doing it? Yeah, you're showing them clips uh, from practice, or if you've run it before uh, in a game, you bring back an old clip – Something, yeah. So you're you're showing them exactly how we're going to line up, but mostly or, practice. Or if somebody else has done it, you show. Somebody else has done it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like video. it's like, you know, I t- uh, texted a, a video of the 2016 game us at you know Tennessee when that happened to us with Taylor Lewan had a tackle eligible play. What happened? There was a little bit of deception. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Right. Because I thought I thought the reporter. So one thing, these referees, the White Hats, they're they're not going to allow that. You know, so going back to going back to this situation in Detroit, I mean, two times in the game. What did Taylor Lewan do? We need to hear what yeah. Taylor Lewan did. Hold the phone. Deception. Well, it was their first uh, drive of the game, and they're down in the low red area. Oh, and Taylor it's like a, it's like a second down. So they they bring in one lineman. Taylor's going off the field, sub. running off the field. Oh, he's sub. He he yeah. So all pro, uh, and then he's stop. Yeah, stops. He's coming back on. So there's this conversation, AJ, like you got the green dot on your helmet going through personnel groups. The coordinator's talking to you. Hey, they're going to tw- – no, it's heavy, it's heavy, it's heavy, it's jumbo, it's this, it's that. And then he comes back into the huddle, gets lined up. You're only seeing on the screen right now the final formation and, and the motion. But by the time we get the call in, we're in a man coverage call. We're, we're running like a jam front, a bare front playing oh, no. cover one. 
uh, red cover one down there. And they're supposed to tell you, like, it's got to be demonstrative. Okay, 70 is reporting. Okay, 77. So we don't know who it is. Dequell Jackson's our Mike Backer. He's given the call to the defense, got from the defense coordinator. So by the time he turns around, they're at the line of scrimmage. And he thinks a different number is the eligible. Luan's at the, their left tackle to our right side. And we're a man-to-man. We don't cover him. Because, because I, th- I, I think Walt- Taylor Luan! I think Mike, I think, and it was, be- it was beautiful. Son of a. But, and it was fair. I mean, they did, they did everything legal. The thing that they just they, eye candy. They, they, they just the eye up. candy and all the different stuff huh. and being at the line of scrimmage. We didn't have time, and the ref didn't have time, and our guys didn't have time to hear that it's 77. Because you know how they tell the defense 77, and then over the loudspeaker, yes. they announce it. Never heard any of that because the ball snapped and <laughs> and Taylor Luan's dancing in the end zone. Right. Hey, way to go, Taylor! Bustle with the boys is also sweet. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely He's love awesome. it. He's a legend, hilarious human yeah. being. He's like a model now too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And a phenomenal blackjack player. Yes, he is. Because he's not scared to dance a little bit. No, he you doesn't. know what I mean. No. He'll run. He'll fake run off the field. That's right. He'll, he'll come back in. He'll do his whole song and dance. Mm-hmm. Great stash. Then he'll score a touchdown against us. Because I actually brought this up against the great stash. I brought this up against. Uh, <laughs> For the whole thing, that's the first time I've ever seen somebody try to game mm-hmm. the reporting as much as they were Me doing. Too. What's that, AJ? Me too. Sorry, me too. I never, I've never seen. I, I started thinking, man, why didn't we try to game the, the system before? Bingo. That's this has been there the whole time, just like the Taylor Lewan fake runoff comeback thing, and it obviously it has been explained. We assume to Brad Allen now that Chuck has told us maybe even two times. Yeah. But they're souping up the reporting, and Brad Allen's head might have exploded. So, yeah. do you think though during that conversation when when MCDC and the he's trying to tell the officials and then telling Brad that a seventy is going to be be coming in. Oh, and by the way, Penny Sewell's going to be coming in, and uh, Taylor Decker is going to be coming in, 68, and all these bodies around you, right? Do you think they had that conversation? I don't you, what? I would hope. That's how we yeah. always do it. Yeah. That's what MCDC is saying. All right, hour two here on ESPN is wrapping up on this glorious Coach Saban Thursday. We'll continue on on YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. We appreciate the hell out of you, those who are still watching. Heard everybody's boycott. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you tomorrow then. Boom. Right there. Bang. Bang. I can go. Nailed it. A lot of people tell me our boycott and show, boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, I know. Good run. Everybody that told me they're boycotting it on the internet, I, I don't think I ever seen an episode. Probably not. Okay. I don't think I ever. I don't know if they were ever going to watch. Probably how it goes. News I don't know news. if they were ever going to watch. But I was bummed out. Yeah. I was bummed out. Rightfully so. I looked at a couple X accounts and. I saw uh, nobody I know follows this person. This person doesn't follow anybody I know. <laughs> Let me scroll through, I don't know, a few weeks worth of tweets real quick. Not a single sports one. Okay. Except for, I'm not watching that Pat McAfee show anymore. I'm done with these. You should guys. join me. We should boycott this fucking show. I'm like, if you ever watched our show, you would know how incredibly stupid we are. Mm-hmm. You would know that there is a chance of something this terrible can happen. Mm-hmm. We apologize for it. Yeah, it's addressed. It's not going to happen again, though. Never. No. We're learning. Mm-hmm. Solid but surely. Growth. 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 Maturity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evolve. But also, it is an interview show. Yeah. You know? So well, all we can do is ask questions, right? You don't know the answer. Well, that's the thing for you two, is that you guys are just sacks of shit for not, you know, cutting them off. I mean, what, are we, what are we doing here? Which part? 
Oh, any of it. I don't. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, any, sure. any right. of it. Yeah. Where, where, what are we? I don't know. I just know that you two fucked us. That's all I know. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> I read that too. <laughs> we need to start Jeff Dunhaming. Boom. Yeah. Our guess. That's mm-hmm. what it should happen. That's not a bad idea. Something to think about. You know how we just put that picture up of Saban whenever his mm-hmm. his connection wasn't that good? Yeah. We'll just put pictures up of people and you yeah. mm-hmm. be yep. them. Yep. I need you to get in your bag. Yeah, I need you to be in yeah. quick before yeah. next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Saban. We'll probably figure it out. And once again, can't stress this enough. Can see how Jimmy Kimmel was best. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We ran through some scenarios. Completely see how Jimmy <laughs> yeah, Kimmel was pissed it's, off. Especially when, you know, it came out and he wasn't on it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel, completely in the right yeah. to be pissed Ex- off. Exonerated. Exactly. Yeah. Completely. Didn't come, I didn't feel like come out. That was wild internet last night. Oh, day. you yeah. didn't see that? It was wild internet last yeah. night. It they was so long. people had to be bummed. It was so long. Mm-hmm. So long. So literally, it was just like as people were, re- you're watching the entire internet read. And those who were the speed readers, reporters, were ahead of everybody else. They just kept coming. I don't know if that was everything that a lot of the uh, the people that have been calling for this is uh, were hoping for it to be. Obviously. No, but I think that's good news. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely. I think that means society is a lot better than maybe the doomsday thinkers think it is. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of names that kind of people uh, didn't didn't expect or you know just didn't even know. Uh, I will say my heart goes out. <laughs> Actually, I won't. <laughs> I knew he going. Where was he going? You know? Did you know where I was going? No, you two puppets, puppets need to stop. I just let's get to a break. I don't think anybody anticipated the internet to take such a uh, Stephen hard, Hawking. Yeah, it's yeah, such a hard stance on Stephen Hawking last night. What do you mean? He's dead, so, I mean, sorry. He what? was married like three or four times, wasn't he? He's a dog. Uh, Turned out, Tony, I, that's why I said I think we should we should wait. Stephen Hawking, not. That's not my world, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those He's things I smart. think we've learned over the last few days. Uh, if we don't know, we should quickly. Okay, about everything, yeah. old time. Clarify that. Not January have, 2nd, 22nd, there still is more. Uh, of course. See, it's not it, over yet. This is the goalpost. It's not yeah, over exactly. yet. Exactly. This is going to be the next 10 years. <laughs> then the next the next one, it'll be three more people we've never heard of. And people will be like, holy shit. I had some sports people, you know, all the people that have done sports before in media and radio and TV and everything. Mm-hmm. Grandstanding on how they would handle the situation instead of how sure, of course. I handled the situation. They would know. Yeah. I appreciate you guys telling me all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit. You fucking wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And we do feel bad. Yeah. Barry. I've never met Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel has asked me to be on his program mm-hmm. once or twice. Wasn't able to make a trip all the way out to Los Angeles to do it. I do not know him, but I do know that he and Aaron do not like each other. No, they don't. No, they do not. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any olive branches extended anytime I soon. called for that yesterday, though. You did. You yeah. did. <laughs> You Maybe did. we're the ones. Maybe, especially now yeah. with what happened. Yeah, There's, always hope, right? There's always hope. Can you bring them together? I hope so. Like, hey, you two need to put our swords. Good down. on you, Pat. Well, that's not being fucking talked about yeah. much <laughs> from what I'm reading. Oh, jealousy know. rears its ugly head again. I don't know if that's the case. A lot of people call me a doofus. I don't know if anybody's jealous of how dumb I am. But I want to let you know, honored to be here, boys. Honored. Honored. Truly is an honor. It's an honor. honor. I'm wild on the internet. Sacrifice and honor. Hey, look, when we do our team breakdowns, not everyone's putting their hand in. 
but the people who are seemingly are. I've, I've had people going in the trenches for me on the internet. That, exactly. That, that's not, uh, I appreciate you people doing that. Yeah, those are the ones you got to. Remember, all well-deserved what's happening to me, though, to our people that are out there piecing words together in response to others who are just murdering me publicly. We signed up for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're built for this. Amen. We you wear your big boy pants. That's right. right. Big yep. boy pants on. These are my big boy pants, size 38. Y'all motherfuckers couldn't fit. Your ass is too small. Boom. Okay? <laughs> Let's remember that. Mm-hmm. We grow stronger from this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. We grow better from this. Yep. And once again, we put ourselves in this situation. Well. Okay? So we got to stop doing that. Yeah. We have to stop doing that. You know, every time you point a finger, there's three pointing back. Mm-hmm. In this one, that is probably the accurate way probably to depict this situation here. Probably three fingers out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably three fingers out on this particular one. Mm-hmm. And that pinky's certainly real, and we got to own that. Let's enjoy this life. Team on me. I appreciate the hell out of all of you. Team on three, one, two, three. Team. Team. Ball. Is that a climax right now, isn't it? Yes, it is. There. It is. We have made it. We have earned our way to this part of the season. That's A.J. Hawk. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One after the hammer. Down. Cowboys Town Diggs is here. Great shirt. Thank you. Appreciate that. What size is that? It's a large. There you go, Tony. Hey. Whoa. Woo. Looking good. Don't be woeing back there, medium boy, Evan Fox. Whoa, I'm a large, too. That was the woe part. Oh, okay. You were a large. Then he started working out. Then he lost 20 pounds. Now you're a medium. Remember that? Uh, yeah, I'm eating a lot of protein now because of that. Oh, swallowing nice. all the protein. <laughs> that a baby. Thank you. Thank Foxy is an H&M model, for yep. those that don't know. That is literally how he's built. He's been trying to put on weight in muscle and mass and trying to grow a little bit. Turns out he's actually lost 20 pounds. <laughs> he has not actually put on any muscle. Although he's been lifting to bulk, he has shredded. Yeah. That's Evan Foxy, baby. Thank that you. Boy, Fox, Wrong direction, Fox, but we're working on it. Hey, when you're too handsome, your body yeah. just says, hey, we ain't, we ain't me heads. <laughs> you don't need this. What are you, what are you nope. talking about? We wear the mannequin stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to change that. Yep. Uh, 36 years of coaching in football. 18 in college, 18 in the NFL. Chuck Pagano is here. That boy, Chuck. Um, AJ, I don't know if you heard, but Mike Vrabel, okay, is not the biggest fan of losing. No. No. You know, whenever you're when you're talking about games and preseason games and games at the end of the year that maybe don't matter, you always hear coaches say, Are they keeping score? You know, are are they excuse me, are they keeping score? Bingo. The locker room that I want to have, the team that I want to have, is a team that wants to compete at anything. Okay, you're playing ping pong, are they keeping score? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're playing chess, are they keeping score on who's winning, who's losing? Yeah, then figure out how to move the rook. Yeah. Okay. That's what the type of person you want on your team. So that's always what coaches end up saying. Listen to how Vrabel delivered that message to a reporter and said, what are you, what are you guys doing? What are you? Nothing really on the line this year. You guys kind of suck. What are you playing for? Here's Mike Vrabel talking about the situation of the Titans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend, mm-hmm. who could win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Jags lose to the Titans, which this press conference gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. The winner of the Colts-Texans game Saturday night in the Lighthouse, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. is the winner of the AFC South. A lot on the line. Here's how Vrabel, who has no implications other than just his name on the line, addressed the situation. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. <laughs> okay. 
Trey ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have or? another thought or no? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Okay, Gentry. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players and bust their tail. That's it. <sighs> That's Other it. guy starts asking question. <laughs> Any other fucking gems? <laughs> Gentry? Pal? Now, obviously, Vrabel is a historic, legendary shit talker. Is what people who are around him describe him like, hey, that guy will mow you down. And we've seen some press conferences where we've seen mm -hmm. Mike Vrabel. You know what I mean? We've yeah. seen the Ohio fuck Mike Vrabel. This is the greatest version I've seen. You obviously know Vrabes pretty well. Uh, what do you think was going through his head at the time? And what do you think this is a message that he's sending to the Titans locker room as well, AJ? Man, I'm, I'm sure that they, those players are very aware of how frustrated Braves is and how bad it sucks to lose. I'm sure that is that message has gotten across. But, man, it's, it's good to see a coach. It's, we saw Dan Campbell with the radio guys. Be authentic. Be real. This is Braves absolutely being real, telling him exactly how he feels, not giving any coach speak, and actually coming back at him when another guy was about to ask a question. Like, that's my favorite part. And see how Braves is his head is just shaking for like yeah. 20 seconds. Just like, you know how pissed he is. He just wants, hey, we did oh man, like, I love, I would love to have talked to him as soon as he walked off that podium. Can still steaming. How still, pissed he would be. Still oh, steaming. Yeah. And then like an hour later, after the video has been seen yeah. a million All times. Over. All right, Gentry, go on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, do yeah. what do you want? But if that guy asking a question, a follow-up like, Probably the right play, too. Trying to read the room. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. And I don't know if Rabel and Gentry's relationship has been like all season. Certainly feels like there has been quite a, a little bit of a buildup, maybe a verbal joust back and forth of a time or two. But I do love him. I am not done with Gentry. Mm -mm. I, I don't know what you think this is, but we need to figure and sort this out. Chuck, whenever he's saying that, obviously he is at a point where he's incredibly frustrated. Anytime you lose, awful. Okay, Gentry, don't know if you know <laughs> yeah, that. Sleep. But this is also, I think, you know, messaging to everybody, not just uh, him, the players, the coaching staff, the fans. And uh, has there ever been a time where you've potentially thought about saying, you know what, fuck you? And uh, did you ever? Um, no, I actually never said, you know, fuck you. Okay. What? Right. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's this guy? Thought about it. I'm Every sure Brable thought about it. Yeah. If you want to, you got to. But the, the thing is, I loved what Braves did, and absolutely he's he's talking to his team. He's talking to the organization. He's talking to ownership. Like, this is a perfect – they're playing a division opponent. They got Jacksonville coming to town. Spoiler, keep them from winning the division. Hell, yeah. And we always used to talk, you know, no matter what the game – what it's for, you got the name on the back of your jersey and you got the decal on the side of your helmet. And I don't give a fuck. We got 16, 17 games now that we sign up for. We're playing our – asses off in every one of those situations regardless so I, I love that point but when you respond to these guys and they get you going you're giving them what they want okay. and when you don't and when you don't it's like letting them sit there with hot coals in their lap that's mm -hmm. what I've learned so bite your tongue as long as you can and then there comes a certain point like Braves because this ain't going at a it, to me, I loved it because Gentry was like one of his players in the, in, in the team meeting <laughs> yeah. you know you got something fucking else to say, Gentry? Oh, you got it all figured out, huh, Gentry? Gentry, yeah, right. <laughs> Gentry, you know, 
It's on the clap and not what you think's a clap, Gentry. Yeah, and shout, out, shout out to Gentry, by the way, for well, hey, 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 shout out to Gentry, by the way, for getting to a place with Vrabes where Vrabes feels comfortable enough to say it to Gentry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother thing. You yep. know what I mean? Like, Three. I assume there is numerous reporters in there that Vrabel would not say that to. Gentry, for whatever reason, yep. whether he is a pest and a menace in there, <laughs> sure. and that's what he's looking for, or if Vrabel and he know each other pretty good. You know, there's either one I way... I think it shows respect. I think it shows that Vrabes has respect for the guy. Not only did he... he Referenced by his first name and everything. Like I don't think Graves does that. Or was his first name? Gentry? A, I, I, don't well, I don't know. I don't know. How do you know it's not a she? Hmm. I think it, he went to whoever that it is. She. I, I, think I, heard, he, he I think I heard. Yeah. I think I heard the voice. Yes, okay. But I do not know Gentry. We should have done a little bit more research into Gentry. But I think we just wanted to be so pro Graves in the entire conversation. But the more that we think about it and talk about it, it's like he's not doing that to just any like. Gentry's yeah. got to be somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, Gentry's got to be somebody down there. Shout out to Gentry. Yeah, shout out. Gentry Estes is a sports columnist. Estes? Estes. Estes? Estes? Sports columnist for the Tennessee and formerly Courier Journal, 24-7 Sports, Alabama.com, Times Free Press, and others. This motherfucker has been working. And he's tired. Tired of being clever. <laughs> okay. Everybody's clever these days. <laughs> so I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a menace. All of it. I like it. He knows what he's talking about. Like he tweeted that Vrabel got riled up today. It was actually one of the more genuinely insightful moments of the Titans season. Okay. Yeah. Gentry's doing it. Hey Gentry, how you doing, Gentry? Yeah. Gentry. <laughs> Sounds like Gentry gets his cheese. What? You say you don't Gentry's have to say a rat? I'm There's not no saying he's say a that. rat. There's a lot of animals that like cheese. Not, <laughs> not as much as not as much as the one that you were implying. Yeah. What, rats? Yeah, well, you were, I think because we're talking to Marshan in the first hour, mm -hmm. and he's a pest menace, they call him rat. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if that's Gentry's angle. I think just in this particular case, he was, he oh, Jim Wyatt, uh, sports head coach Mike Vrabel with a smile, starts pressure with an apology to Gentry oh. for his colorful language on Tuesday. Oh, come on. I'm sure it was like, hey, sorry. It's not my Vrabel. Man. Hey, uh, hey, Estes. You won yesterday. Sack of wine. Sack wow. of subs, Gentry. <laughs> Sack of fucking subs. You got me. Sack of subs. You happy about it? I smoked three extra vapes last night because of you, Gentry. <laughs> yep. My heart's about to explode because of you, Gentry. Hope you're happy. Hope the Tennessean got exactly what they wanted. I apologize. I apologize. He certainly did. Yeah. We got what we <laughs> Yeah, big you, time. Can you run that one more time here? Yes, can we run, yes, that, yes, can yes. We run that one more time? Thank the you. head shake. Thank I love you. the head shake. Just as the question's coming in. All right. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this would have been grounds for fighting, mm -hmm. but obviously <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> no, jump over this podium. That's oh, do you see? Oh, oh my goodness. god! Oh, how is that about to happen? How is that the first time I've seen that happen? If that's been a uh, potential outcome in court for this long, I don't know if you saw that in oh, yeah. Nevada. Oh yeah, I don't think that's common. Look no, how not that common. Is. No, not common at all. But like I'm saying, how has this not happened? Jeez. Oh, that's how Brian Dawkins used to tackle. I mean, started he, hitting him and stuff. I mean, that's not good Alone. news for that judge, by the way. No, not at all. The judge sat in the pocket. You know, she didn't try to yeah. evade yeah. there. Didn't have a lot of outs. I think she was kind of trapped by well, a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, you got a gavel. Like, uh, grab the gavel. Bash that what, guy. When he's flying through the air? I mean, Boom. look, look uh, crazy circumstance. Now, granted, if she does take gavel and. Oh, my. And also. An extra 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. Gavel, jaw. Where's the, yes. Where's and the then security? gavel, 20 more years. Yeah, Baylor's got to like, get over there. I agree. And if this was uh, Judge Judy mm -hmm. or Judge Joe Bryan yeah. or oh, yeah. Judge 
Steve Wilkos And that what Steve Wilkos did? Wasn't he a guard or something in a, in a courtroom? Steve Wilkos would have T-boned that dude and tackled him in the air. He was a cop, I think, but he was certainly guard of Jerry Springer's stage whenever those white trash hillbillies wanted to get into it. Yeah. And then his name would get certainly chanted through the streets of Chicago because of how great he was. I think uh, Judge Steve Harvey has a, yep. has a yep. bailiff or whatever. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey had a rough day yesterday. Yes, he did. What happened? Yeah. Uh, Cat Williams oh, went on Club Shay yeah. Shay. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, yeah. no, it was, Steve wasn't alone. I mean, no, he wasn't. Cedric the Entertainer guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kevin Hart. Well. Kevin Hart. Yeah. I grew up on Cat Williams. Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, just sweating yep. all over the that place. That was our college days. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, it is every day. Most of the yeah. yeah. I mean, he. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I haven't seen him for a while, but he, he won. He won. Whoa. This so, is over here in Toronto oh, right no. now. All these I'm judges. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I'm talking about judges. You're getting throttled. Nothing. Whoa. Nothing changed on my end. It said it went blank or whatever. Anyways, yeah, same here. Yeah, same exact thing. Mm -hmm. uh, to be clear, we do not um, think that more people should jump over Smart. the judges thing at the judge. No. But with that being said, that dude missed out on probably a good football career. Yeah. yeah. Long jump. Olympics. Certainly a long jump, but he looked like Paul Mollett. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> you go back to Penn State, LeVar Arrington used to yep. do that, okay, and block kicks and sack people and everything like that. That is a leap. Yeah. So I thought that was the blueprint to stop the tush push. Bingo. Yeah, it is, kind mm -hmm. of. There it is. You can time it up. And, like, I don't know how that hasn't happened in the past. We're happy. We, I believe I read that the judge is okay. Yes. Which is good. Uh, but, damn, that took over here in that real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's got to be like, like how is that like an extra 10 years? It's got to be a crazy amount of extra time. Attacking a, a, a federal yeah, official. Yeah, that'll tack yeah. on a couple. Yeah, assault, I believe. Yeah, he that's was assault, denied parole. Yeah, that's the exact oh. moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming he thought he was getting out that day. So yeah. pumped. Yeah. <laughs> so pumped walking in there. Might I've done everything three. I needed mm -hmm. to do. Talk some shit in the jail before. See you never. <laughs> yeah. All right. To a couple guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have fun for life. <laughs> on the way out. And then he comes back in, and they go, what happened? He goes, I got 20 more years. Yeah. yeah. You'll hear about it. You'll, <laughs> you'll probably see it somehow. <laughs> you, what, what did you – how that – I've never heard that happen in a pro. You yeah, yeah. You're about to dove over the – Yeah, so, you know, have you been in there? <laughs> Flying super punch. Of course you have. <laughs> you're here. When you're up for parole, you'll see. So, it is gettable. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've learned that. I just didn't like it. I snapped. So, I'm going to be with you guys for a long haul. Yep. What was he in jail for? I don't know. He did it before. He attacked another judge? Yeah. He just walked into a courtroom? <laughs> yeah, that's how he he, He's there. the first person ever to, uh, his only charge was attacking a judge yep. by jumping over the mm -hmm. podium. Are they going to put Ooh, fight there the facing out now? Like, bench. Oh, like you're, you think on the top they're going to have like little... Spikes facing, like diagonally facing huh. out. So if they jump on, you just impale yourself like a deer. Like Braveheart? Think about it. there. There was a little bit of a crowd. There was yeah. a little bit of a crowd yeah, watching. Nice a couple crowd. scouts. I've been to Do court, this done court before, so they fill that room, and it's normally people who also have trial that yep. day, or lawyers for people that have trial that day, depending upon where they come. He's got a good shirt on too. I, I is mean, that, he, that he, Biggie sweatshirt. He's ready to get out, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's already thought about the food he's going to eat as soon as he leaves. But that's where he was standing, so he had to swim his. Yeah, his his attorney. So throw he throw there's the bailiff not paying any attention and what that's a stenographer there yeah it must be on the side he got and involved this is Judge Mary Kay Johnson yep we need the other angle from when he takes off dude yeah, I, you don't think, have it oh she said whoa whoa oh, he's getting real close mm -hmm. do you think he jumped the stenographer actually getting in there oh yeah oh, yeah I'm gonna start punching him good 
Snarf. Their buddy started punching him at the end. Yeah, Stenographer's a dog. Yeah, well, oh, oh, oh he got choked. He He's jujitsu. That Luke Littler? Oh. That's what I was wondering. So he's a well. lawyer. The lawyer's <laughs> like, oh, we're fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to say I no longer. You're not my client. Oh, he's throwing. He's oh, throwing. Oh, 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 I've not seen this. Rip shot. shots. Who sh is he punching the judge there still? Hammer fist. No, I don't think so. I, I think, think she's on the ground. Down. Yeah, crawled away. I think they're away. just giving him hell right now. How about those other guys jump back there? There's lawyer. Look. Yeah, so all you need is Chris Rock to come out and say, was that Will Smith? Chappelle's lace, uh, recent uh, yeah. stand-up special, he said that Chris Rock tried to steal his assault mm -hmm. uh, pretty much with a one-liner that stole the entire show. Whenever Those shots guy, the clerk was given just probably hurt. A right? couple hammer punches. Mm -hmm. You Thanks. need to get into virtual reality. Hey, I've been back in there. This new one, AJ, awesome. Yeah. This new... new uh, boxing, it's a new boxing game? Same boxing game, new Oculus. Game change. New Oculus. So st better quality, better everything. And... Uh, that is such a good workout. I, I, they need to just, and I think I saw a couple commercials of fitness yeah. in the Oculus happening during the NFL. Yep. And these Oculi are incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. They are absurdly expensive. It is not reality that everybody could get one of these, but it is like a very good fitness routine. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want, I don't want to be a C word, especially on this particular week, but sure. a lot of things going on in there. Oh yeah. A lot of things mm -hmm. going on in there. Be Ooh. careful. It's getting too good almost. Mm -hmm. You know, and I saw Ready Player One. I didn't make that movie. Oh, man. I didn't make that movie. They're getting close. But you start seeing that thing, and I, I'm walking around. They got me in. I'm just walking around the Thunderdome mm -hmm. in this thing, playing ping pong against somebody from Germany. I'm boxing somebody from an AI world that got some soft-ass jaws. Ooh. I've been knocking Boom. them. I mean, I've been knocking them out here in the Thunderdome. Just laying bodies out here. Yeah. He doesn't get it either. I don't think AJ's processing what you're saying when you say in the Thunderdome. Yeah, so like, I put this thing on. It maps everything for you already? I'm just in here. Yeah. It's just like I'm in here, and then all of a sudden, a uh, fake human pops up. Mm -hmm. In the dome. In the Thunderdome. And then ping pong table pops up, and I'm playing ping pong against somebody from Germany right here while talking to Connor, mm -hmm. who is in the room. Right next to me. It looks exactly like that. That's exactly how it looks in oh. the thing. And then just So you can look at Con Man and talk to him while you're playing tennis, ping pong against full, the AI guy. Full one. So the last Oculi, I don't know if it's the last one or how many there are. I think it's the third one. There was people that would be running into walls mm -hmm. and like would mm -hmm. be doing all these things. Now you could just see mm -hmm. like kind of oh, a room. Well, that's dangerous. Now now you're gonna even want to live in, in that world and not the real world. Which Leads me to the Ready Player mm -hmm. One thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is getting very, very, very good in there. Yeah, like what well, people are and people are buying. Uh, oh yeah, people are doing a yeah, lot of Bruce's weird bopping. No, no, they're not bopping. They, they got robot bopping. Yeah, they're that's buying what I'm this, saying. Like they're buying that a real super thing? sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, mm -hmm. the next iteration of it. I know Bill was jacked up about that, but what people are whoa, doing. Whoa, with, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. What, new Bill. New people. Bill. Are, yeah, of course. Uh, what people are doing with the Oculus is like. They'll wear it, and while they're cooking or doing anything, they can just have like a TV on, basically, you know, right next to it because they have that Oculus on. So the fact that you can see stuff is ridiculous while you're in there. Yeah, and that boxing game's only gotten better, AJ. I walked yeah, off. I mean, that makes me want to get it. Stories. It was wild. What? Yeah, that, that those are the videos that hit the internet. Is yeah. when they put an old in these Oculus, yeah. and then they gotta walk on like a, yeah. a board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was, I've been walking the plank a lot. It's quite a feeling. And they're really, yeah. Have you actually been doing? Oh it? yeah, hundred percent. I okay. Is that a game? Is it a game? Yeah, it's or what called is, Walk the Plank, I think. And it's awesome. You're saying? Yeah. I, 
So you walk to the end of the plank, you look around. It's pretty weird because you actually feel like it. And then at one point, the plank gives out and you free fall. And you can feel that you're standing on the ground, but you could also feel yourself falling. It's So that is not the mixed reality one. No. So no. there's like mixed reality. That one's options, fully immersed. And then there's fully immersed. Yeah. And then the, the headset, much more comfortable now. Like much more comfortable. It's a big deal. The old one wasn't as comfortable. It's like, it's certainly a lot to put on and everything. But once you get in there, it's like. Just had a thought. You could finally have your rematch with Bjorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been thinking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so could I play ping pong against you now on that one? Always have been able to. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you could do it in your house. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, now you can actually be like where the location. You of don't the have person. to be fully immersed. Yeah, you're not in like the Alps. Gotcha. Like you remember that other one where you were playing and they had mountains. You're remember we played. You were not bad. I would go outside of like the box or whatever that yeah. you could yeah. play in. That Bingo. would always happen to me. I got my ass beat by a dude I think from Spain the other day in here. In ping pong, Rafa was it? Was it Rafa? Beat. I, to be honest. The fucker's serve was phenomenal because it's very real. It's very re- like you put spin on it. You can heat. You can do everything. You know, you can literally do everything with this. It feels like actual ping pong. Once you get past the fact that it's not actual ping pong, mm-hmm. you can realize that it is real ping pong. You actually feel it. There's it, a little pop in your hand whenever you hit the ball. You can put spin on it. You can do everything. You have to serve it properly with like six inch free fall and everything. It's actual. This dude had this. Back is this, sides. Is this pickleball or what is it? Ping pong. Pickleball? Ping pong. Oh. They do have pickleball though. I they assume have, pickleball would be big on there. Yeah, pickleball is at the bottom. They were promoting it as soon as I opened the thing. Mm-hmm. I've not signed up for it though. I've only done the ping pong. This fucker was side spinning this thing. Pretty good. I couldn't. It, it was six nothing before I even had a chance to figure out the fucking spin. You know, so that that was an eye opening experience. So I had to go Imagine. right back. Think about all of that is probably you're probably gonna there all of that technology will be like contacts in a couple years. You put it in, you have that whole experience. Not doing that. No way. No, yeah, no. Here's, me, here's me playing ping pong the other day. And then we have the video. There's me in there talking shit, obviously. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> and there's me playing, and then there's what it looks like. Oh, that's awesome. Be, yeah, so that's so different than before. Yeah. So different. Yeah, like it's just right there. And it's real ping pong. Like that was real human I'm playing against right there. Yeah. So did you buy any fake land in the metaverse because of this? Well, people were selling a bunch of fake land. Oh, yeah. You yeah. remember that? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Lot, millions oh, yeah. of dollars worth of real estate in the fake world of the metaverse. Someone spent $500,000 to live next to Snoop Dogg. And you don't even live in there, by the way. No, no you don't. No, no, kinda, you don't. I guess you could play like a Sims game where you live in there. Yeah. But I don't know if you're actually doing it. Chuck, we need you in the Oculus. We need you in there. Yeah. You would love it. I got to give it a sport. shot. I'm, How are you at Ping really- Pong? Ping pong? Yeah. Good. I guess there's a putting game, too. Yeah, like that's like There's a putting game that's, like, really... Do they have pool yet? Like, official. I'd assume Like, when you go to different games, does it charge each time? Does it cost? You like, just got to buy the game. Yeah. One Ten time, bucks. and then you're... Yeah, I think it was 11 dollars They got driving? They got... Hey, yeah, we're you actually can't gonna, do that. Hey, we're going to go put you in... Uh, do you want to fight or play ping pong? Oh, fight. Fight somebody. Yeah, I'd like to... Fight somebody? Jack yeah. somebody up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Fucking we'll right. All right. Hey, will you just go right over there? They're going to strap you up to this thing. Oh, right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right oh, now. Yes. Get in there. Get in the ring. Come on, yeah, Chuck. Yeah, Come on, Chuck. Yeah, Need yeah. you here, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. I don't know. Hey, Z, you're going to have to set up the casting so that we can watch what he's watching, which is an easy setup. They actually got it in, like, 4K casting that you see exactly what I'm seeing. Good luck in there, Chuck. Come on now, Chuck. Yeah. He's in good shape. 
He's yeah. in good shape. Yeah, he is. Hey, and it depends on who we have Ooh. you fight. Ooh. Probably have you fight Vay. Oh. Oh, move, man. Unreal. I bet Chuck, Chuck is a good dancer. We know that. I've seen yes, him pretty, but Chuck can move. He's got great feet. Yeah, he's old Italian, too, so the amount of boxing yeah. that he's, you I mean, know what I mean? I mean, that oh, yeah. is the just, Pagano punch. That's kind of within yeah. it. What is. are we talking about? We forgot here. about that. Peanut had the peanut punch, yeah. and then Pagano had to explain it because he he's it? the best puncher that was in the NFL operations mm -hmm. at the time. And as we set this up, like, it is absurd how real it is in there. So shout out to whoever built that. I assume it's Zuck, but I assume a lot of others were involved. Big brains. He's rolling too much. I don't know if it was Zach this time. Yeah, he's out there with uh, John Jones out in Lake Tahoe. Hey, right? oh, he's got a story below the dirt uh, sanctuary for when shit hits the fan. So out no. there in Hawaii. Yeah, it's not for when shit hits the fan. It's because shit hits the fan. He's building robots down there, Tony, to take over the continental United. Who said States. that? Which, real quick, once again. Yeah, that was probably a joke from no, Bo. No. Yeah. Per Alex Jones, that is what he's mm -hmm. doing. Okay, see. <laughs> well, how did he sound like when he said it? Here we go. Basically Here said, uh, go. Mark Zuckerberg has created uh, twenty to twenty-five foot sentinel robots, sentient beings. Uh, they have massive weaponry. He's building killing machines for the end of the world. It's all been proven. Uh, satellite imagery has picked it up. Uh, again, you can see all of this on. Uh, InfoWars or uh, Prison Planet TV. Uh, it's all out there. It's all confirmed. Uh, we need to keep an eye on Zuckerberg. Something is coming. Now, we would like to say that Ty was being a character who is also being a character <laughs> yeah. while saying what he just said. We do not believe what was just said by Ty in that pretty perfect impression right there. Yeah, I don't know about we, but... You're allowed to believe whatever you want. Bingo. That's my truth. There's a chance. I mean, we can't we can't just say with 100% certainty. I saw a video uh, out at Area 51. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. Of somebody going, well, they're trying to get in. This okay, is a classic, okay, okay. like yeah. Area 51. Come here! A thing starts blaring whenever they got too close. Naturo. And then this fighter jet comes flying around. Oh, yeah. That's like 100 feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. <sighs> just like uh, That's awesome. Just like a display. It's like, holy shit. They got that thing ready to roll at any time someone gets close. Yeah, right. I think they have a sensor on Alex Jones, too, pretty much everywhere Probably. he goes now because of the $2 billion lawsuit, mm -hmm. which yeah. was certainly thrown in Aaron Rodgers' face the last couple of days. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Dalvin Cook and the Jets have agreed to mutually yeah. part ways. Now, when Dalvin Cook left the Minnesota Vikings, we thought it was going to be very difficult to fulfill the role that Dalvin Cook had for the Minnesota Vikings. Not only what he did on the field, but also the fear that he would put into the defense that they were playing every single week. A real guy, all pro, superstar, man who is very well respected by damn near every human in the NFL. Whenever he became a free agent, was it loose? We didn't understand where he was going to go. Some people thought Miami he was going to end up. I was trying to push him to come to the Colts because sure. we had the Jonathan Taylor situation. Inevitably, 
after going to training camp and get his name chanted by all of Jets fans, he ended up signing with the Jets. Now, the conversation was, is it Brees Hall's team? Is it Dalvin Cook's team? Is Dalvin Cook backing up Brees Hall, who we saw early in the season last year until week 11, I think, be very dominant, then suffer an injury? He was coming back off of that. What was it going to be? It ended up not working. No. Brees Hall is Brees Hall. I think we all realize that. And Joe Douglas will say that the Dalvin Cook thing was supposed to be a security blanket, but it just never really worked out. What do we think is next for him, AJ? And why do you think it wasn't, you know, right at New York? Or is it just the fact that nothing was right at New York this year after the fourth play of the season? Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. After A-Rod goes down, I think everything was just kind of in shambles for a while, trying to figure things out. It doesn't work out. I mean, Brees Hall is legit. That dude can absolutely play. But I, as you were talking, though, I'm just trying to think who needs him, who's going to sign him. Like, who do you think goes after and tries to to take a shot to get him as Chuck gets all strapped up in the Oculus? I hope Tina's watching, actually, because she's going to be impressed. Well, I got Bill in moving. my Oculus right now. We got seven yeah. Oculi in this place, and we Bill. got Bill strapped into mine right now. Bill, the boundary should already be created, right? It's out here. Huh. No. Yeah, please show me the screen here, and we'll walk him through. Come on, Bill. Room scale boundary continue. Choose your own boundary, obviously. Choose your own boundary. Choose your own boundary. Boundary there, Bill. Now you got to draw it. Okay. Put both. Nope. Bill. Bill, go back. Thank you. Okay. Put your both controllers down on the ground. Tap the ground. Yeah, but it's not right all the time, especially when it's fighting. You're going to be fighting a six foot seven guy. Yeah, big son, bitch. All right. That's good. Now let's uh, confirm. Yep. Boom. Make it huge for the. Bang. Bang. I don't know if that's big enough, but good. I mean, got all this room and confirm, reduce <laughs> the need to. Yep. Perfect. Passive aggressive. Here we go. Here we go. Now you got to step on that scale right there. Yep. Boom. We're in. All right, Chuck. This is a brand new game. We're actually going to do me doing this campaign, by the way. Mm -hmm. Here we go. So he took it off. So it, it okay. Put it on Chuck's head. Yeah, put it on Chuck's head. It's already, already almost out of the bounds. We should actually get him all the way in there. Get him all the way in there. Chuck, you're still here with us. You have not gone anywhere. Chuck, <laughs> hey, put the straps on his wrist, please, so he doesn't throw those things. Oh, I'm gonna get confused. Yep. Tighten it. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Chuck, what year were you born? Look at those mitts. What year? I'm sorry. 1960, this guy's in virtual reality for the first time. You're 83? All right, Chuck. Jesus. Chuck, walk forward and punch that fight button right there. Just punch it with your left. Give it a nice jab, the fight button. All right, that's... No, that's, no, the no, other... No. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to hit it, though. You got to hit it. You're too short. Pop that thing. Boom. Okay, now hit that right triangle there. Yep. Uh, go another one. Melky's Melky's tough. He's yeah. a mean... Ugly oh, Joe's ugly, real tough. Ugly Joe. Go ahead and hit. Let's go fight up. All right. Go back. Not the left. reverence. Not the reverence. Let's get you versus Ugly Joe. Now hit that start match down there. Joe Nassane versus Chuck. We're going to punch that now. Hold it on. Hold it in there. There we go. Okay, now they're going to ask you to back up into your corner. Back up. Keep backing up. It was lane. Nope, yep. All right, okay, now forward, 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 oh, yes. forward, forward. Now you're going to have to hold your right fist on continue there to put your mouthpiece in, and then the fight's going to start. Come on, Chuck. Hold the continue there. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Boom. We're in the fight. Let's go, Chuck. Let's go. Go. Chuck. Chuck Begola versus Chuck. Joe Nassano. Body. Throwing, body. He's throwing a lot. Of, he just walked right through another man. His distance is obviously something that Joe Nassano is going to question. Head body. Head, head body. Head body. Head body, Chuck. Boom. Boom. Chuck, throw a jab, Chuck. Get away from him a little bit. Is this guy older than Chuck? Head body. 
Body, head. Body. Get a right hook in there, Chuck. Get a right Hit hook. Hit the ref. In there. Hit the ref, Chuck. No. Oh, that's a good nice. jab right there. there. Yep. Good shot. Boom. Oh, Boom. You got to start him. Hit him. Let's go, jaw. Throw bombs, Chuck. Right hook, Chuck. Oh, he's fighting you back. Body. Get the body. Come G on. Jody Sato and Chuck Pagano. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> Our instant classic here in the Thunderdome. Oh, oh, he's got you in the mop. Big shot. We need you to throw one hook Chuck's around that guard, yeah. Chuck. Throw a windmill. Have you never oh, no. watched a Dickie Eklund fight? Head body, head body. Chucky wins. There oh, there, there we go. Go, go, go. Beat his ass. Go, Chuck, go. Beat his ass. Now we saw it. Done one. Come on, jab, Chuck. Come on. Come on, Chuck. Put him away, Chuck. 40 jab. seconds left in the fight. In the round. Jab. Chuck Jonas Sato needs to be knocked down at least one time in his first round. His left eye's closing up, Chuck. He can't see your right hook. He's wide open. Bailey's right there. He's got your back. 33 seconds left in the round. It's fine ball. Oh, no. Yeah, it is fine ball. You can actually punch the ref right now if you want to. You don't like the way he's looking at you. Please. Hook. 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 Attack, Chuck. Attack. Yeah, right in the mouth. Good work there. Let him know. We're fighting everybody in here. Body. I mean, he's parrying all your punches. He's covering up, Chuck. Chuck's got to be tired, man. He's giving yes. you the body, Chuck. Chuck, you gassed out there? You need some of that Russian gas? Come on, Chucky. Chucky, you're throwing soft hands. Three seconds. All right, not a bad first round. Right, bad right, first round. That's just one. Not a bad cool. first round. That's just one. Don't hit continue yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Hey, take your time. You got time. Don't need to hit to continue yet. There should be a clock somewhere <laughs> in the Thunderdome telling you how long you have left. Yeah, we, we see you. <laughs> Is there a clock around <laughs> you here, You look Chuck? good. You look great. great. Chuck, look to your left, maybe. Up into your left. Right there. What's that There's clock say? Clock. 41 seconds. That's how much time you have. We're not quitting. See the clock? Answer the bell, Chuck. Chuck, what do you think you did wrong there? Chuck? He, he might die. <laughs> Don't worry. They got one of those in the Oculus. You want me to come fight this guy, Chuck? You want me to come fight this yeah. guy? Now, let's Chuck. see the second round, Chuck. I mean, we need yeah. one punch that's landing harder than blue, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Joe certainly has two. His, you can continue now. Here we go. Hold your hand up to that. Yep. Put the mouthpiece back in. Hold it. Hold, it, hold it. Put the mouthpiece in. Boom. We're back in the fight. Come on, Chuck. Okay. Chuck and Chuck Pagano versus Ugly Joe. <laughs> round two in this three-round brawl at the Thunderdome. Ooh, oh, there it is. Joe Nisato had a tough first round against Chuck and Chuck. Work on that left eye. Keep beating it down. He can't see it. Right hook at some point, though. You can hook around the gloves, Chuck. Right there. Hook it. Oh, there we go. Chuck Pagano's been working. There it is. If you see in the lower right corner, that's Chuck Pagano dancing in a Thunderdome. Ooh. Got Ooh. Good Come combo. On, Good combo. Oh, he's swinging oh, Chuck, back. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck hasn't protected himself one time this fight. Nope. No, why would he? Jonas Otto throws heavy bombs. Chuck oh. Pagano says, Ooh. let me eat him. Oh, there's another... Jab to the mouth. Ugly Joe's. Jonas tough. Sato's guy. His straight. His yeah. right straight. Yeah, Jonas Sato's a tough guy. You, you got to just button him a couple times, which would be a right hook or a left hook for Chuck. Chuck, don't be scared to dance a little bit, too. You need a breather. You, know, you don't have to punch for two straight minutes. You got you to gotta bring that jab out wider, Chuck. Oh, wider. no. Joe hits you with a left hook. There's enough. There it is. Oh, Good answer is. from Chuck Pagano. End him, Chuck. Wider with the hook. Chuck, Chuck put Jonas Sato down. There it is. Boom. I'm worried about Chuck. A little dirty boxing out of Joe. Keep going. Keep going. He's on the rope. Right? No knockdowns first two rounds. That's tough. Oh, that was good right there, Chuck. Come wider with it. 
Chuck Pagano, former NFL head coach, in an absolute brawl with Jonas Otto. Absolute battle. Hooks! Hooks! Get to that clock so we know how much time you have left. Breathe, Work Chuck. left, Chuck. Breathe, Chuck. Dying, 19 man. seconds. So tired. Let's go, Chuck. You win this fight against Joe Desano. We'll give 20 people $500. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's about to knock your ass out. Two. One. Let's go around. Let's go around. You got a minute? You got a minute, Chuck? Hey, listen, adjust. We need second round adjustments. Get him a water. Chuck Pagano. Can we get Chuck a water? Zeno's bringing in a chair right now, Chuck, for you to sit down on. Zeno, you need to hold that chair. Zeno, you're going to have to hold that chair. Oh, no. If he slips and falls on that chair, it'll not be good. Lower it, Bill. Lower it, Bill. You got to sit in it to lower it, Chuck. You gotta sit. Oh, there no, this go. might be more energy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here you go. Get, get some water. Get some water on the guy in the corner. Work on him. Work on him. Yeah, don't be spinning and thundering up. You're gonna be stepping on that soon. You don't Zeke, need to blow it. Zeke, make sure you rub the Vaseline on his eyes. Get some Vaseline on that cut. Yep. Some BioFreeze on the chest. Wake All him up. All right. Hey, you got one corner for the rest of your life, or one round for the rest of your life, Let's Chuck Pagano. If Chuck, uh, Chuck Pagano can win this fight against ugly Joe Nisato, <laughs> we will give 20. You got to go back to that uh, mouthpiece Step thing. back. Step back. You've done this a couple times. Hand up. Oh, boy. All right, we answer. Come on, Chuck. Oh, okay. We're in the third there and final round of this light Italian heavyweight <laughs> matchup. Oh, hey, Chuck Pagano protecting himself for the first time. Oh, you setting them up? Is this for the Italian Hall of Fame? I think so. Yeah. In Geneva, Wisconsin. Winner goes. Jonas Otto's in 14 Hall of Fames already. Will it be another one? Or will Chuck Pagano be able to knock at Ugly Joe? Ugly Joe certainly representing his namesake today. It ain't that right, Todd. Absolutely. Uh, Chuck, you may be behind on the scorecards what? here, though, so I don't know no. how you know tentative you want to you wanna box here in round three. I do want to let you know, whenever his whole body turned gray last round, he was very close to knocking you out. Mm -hmm. That means you're going That's, down. Oh, yeah, you're, you've been rocked. Remember, That's what it's like in real life. You wouldn't know that, AJ. You're seeing real blurry. Yeah, AJ's never been knocked out before. AJ, what would you be doing different here if you were Chuck? I would have probably quit a while ago. I know how tiring that has to be. A third round? Are you serious? Chuck's, how many oh punches does Chuck throw? Uh, we'll be able to see after the fight. To be clear, I've never made it this far in a fight on this game. <laughs> Jeez. So I, this is if I'm uncharted territory. <laughs> I have no idea how it works at the end of a fight if it goes to the judges. Yes. I think it does. Hit him in the head. He's leaving the kidneys open, Chuck. Yeah, that's what I do. Look at Chuck working. Got a left hook in there. Come Liver on, shot. Chuck. Oh. Knock Joe Nassano out. Liver shot. Liver Come on, shot. Come on, less than a minute away. Chuck, he's leaving that left Keep hook Keep moving. Open. Keep moving. Throw. Chuck, throw, throw a right hook one time. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Joe Nassano's throwing some fucking bombs. He yeah. does not want this to go to decision. This one, Ugly Joe, really thrives. We know that. But what about Chuck and Chuck? <laughs> Come on, Chuck. Give him a little kiss. You know, I've, been watching, I've been watching too much of VR. It's actually better. You Some just distance. watch Chuck. Yeah, every oh, once yeah. in a while, I'll take a glimpse down in the lower right corner and see what's really <laughs> happening and what we're really watching and what the future is. Let's get back to that clock so we know how much time you got left. Take a breather maybe here in a few seconds. Three, two, two one. one. Let's go. Oh, oh. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, you got a nice right yeah. straight to the face there. Here we the go. End. All right, here we go. Look at fine bomb. Look at fine bomb. I don't know if you won or not. We would need sound. Just look and see if he lifts his arm up or not. Look at five. Twenty ball. people, five hundred dollars. Look left, Chuck. Did you win? 
Okay, is that you? Pourquoi? Yeah, yeah you yeah. are. Hey! Yeah! Way to go, Chucky P! Going all fame. 20 people, $500, cause Chuck just beat the shit out of Joe Sauter. Now, you, Chuck. that's the first time a fight has ever gone to decision there on that particular Oculus, but. Hit that AI guy in the corner. A win with is the a win. A win <laughs> is a win. Way to go, Chuck. Oh, job, go. job. All right, that's Bill's. That was Bill's grundle there <laughs> yep. that we were seeing. Bill, thanks for setting it up, pal. That was fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, a real champion. Uh, heroes, welcome back to the stage. 20 people, $500. Chuck Pagano. 1 0. Yeah. Undefeated. Oh, shit. Jeez. Work out there, champ. Good work. Good oh, work, he champ. He couldn't hear us. Though. No. You have to be so tired. Holy shit. Handsome Chuck does. Hey, Bill, check the I stats. I got a heater on going. Yeah, I can imagine. Check the stats on that lower left corner once you get out into the lobby. See, we're already off. Her. See how many punches he threw. Yeah, 1,012. 85. I, I would assume he's up 85. in a couple hundred, probably 300, 400 punches, mm -hmm. which is a full workout. Yeah, you just did a full cardio workout. <laughs> to be clear, that was the easy level second fighter. I thought you were going to knock him out. Ugly Joe came to fucking play he today. Did. Danny, what did he do that kind of caught you off guard out there, Chuck, you think? Well, uh, he's got a good jaw. I know I've made some contact with that jaw. <laughs> I'm having a hard time talking right now, let alone sitting straight up. How'd you <laughs> that was hard. I think you need uh, you need a little time on task with that game to figure it out. I'm a little I bummed out. I'm a little bummed out. I didn't you fucking knock Joe out. You're not bummed out. They'll be bummed out. Darius couldn't great. knock anybody out. Evan Fox couldn't knock anybody out. Nope. I don't think AJ knocked anybody out in that game. You know, it's normal normal to play like that. That was the first time in there. So the right cross, I've been I was hearing a lot of right cross. Hook, you gotta come hook, around. Hook. hook. You gotta go around. When he's like this, he's exposed with the hook, so you gotta come around town with that son of a bitch. And in that game, you didn't get a chance to experience. You said time on task. I think you're right, because out in the lobby you can go practice and they'll have like a human dummy and it like gives you the points to hit. Like it actually tells you, mm -hmm. like, hey, this Based is on where, where his hands are. No, just like just where on the, yeah. on the okay, like where not where you're gonna deal some damage. Did you hear head body head body or? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> just locked in. You stuck to the game plan. I mean, it became survival. <laughs> there after a minute. Yeah, that's box. Yeah, yeah that's right. Joe. I'm, Ugly Joe survives he yeah. normally. He's a cockroach. Yeah, can't kill him. This is always about the next day. The next twelve hours. Yeah, you're, how I'm going to be feeling? These yeah. ones from all the you were doing this a lot. Oh yeah, look it had you. to look awful. Yeah. Right? No, no, you oh, look good. Look, look at that. You look good. Bottom right. Yeah, you actually do. bingo. But yeah, you see his hands up like that. Let's go around. Oh, those. that was soft. Yeah, Let's you're go not around. around. Them. Uppercut good uppercut. Strong. Good uppercut. Uppercut's impossible to land on this game. I've at least I have struggled to. When he it. turned in the second round, when he was going great, that was you. You. That was me. Yeah, he's beating your. I was looking at him. He looked that color. Well, yeah. Well, that's because your eyes were about to be shut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That Might was... want to call the airline, have him get you a wheelchair. It's going to be real tough moving around that airport. <laughs> that's a great call. <laughs> Actually, we need to get you one of these Oculi. It's a good time, right? Wasn't that yeah. a fun? That was no, easy cardio. You. Yeah. And you won 20 people, 500. Yeah. And it's Hell quick. Yeah. Good job, coach. That could have a workout that quick. That was a great workout, dude. Whew. That, that was our Thursday night football. Yeah, it was. That was <laughs> more exciting than a lot of Thursday night football. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Thank you for doing that for us. That was good action. Thank you for having me. Well, no problem. You've had a great year. And there was two games this weekend that you wanted to talk about. We'll let you catch your breath. You just had a fucking three-round instant classic with, with yeah. Ugly Joe. Ugly Joe on the yeah. Did they read off the scores that the judges gave it? Be honest with you, Pat. 
Blocked that out. ref might have been saying some stuff. <laughs> Big Joe might have been talking shit. You guys were obviously trying to encourage me, and yeah. I'm grateful for and, and yeah. tell me which punches to throw and all that. But hold on, everything became pretty much a blur after a certain amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Tunnel vision, and that's what I'm about. Good work. Not, yeah, actually, is. not getting hit right, and then feeling your legs the way they feel. Yeah, I, I mean. It's great work. How about oh your God. arms? How about your shoulders and arms? That throw no, all no, it just my legs started to. <clears throat> you wow. can't hurt yourself. So, pass out. so with that new Oculus, with the new one, um, I started a new account through just a new email because it used to be you had to have your Facebook. I don't know what my Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I have no, no idea. idea what my Facebook thing is. So I just started a new account there. So in doing that, just bought the game again. I have to go through the entire campaign again. So like. Chuck, this is not me braggadocious, but like you fight like three to four guys in one day or one night. The car, the work, I'm drenched and I'm dead. I believe it. Over there. And they just, it's the same fighters, but it's just at different levels. It keeps getting harder and harder. And it just becomes like one of those, you just start in a zone. You, no, but I'm saying like you'll punch for, because then the rounds go from two minutes to three minutes. Mm -hmm. And it goes from three rounds to five rounds at a certain level. And it's like, I, I think I've made it to a third round one time. But I'm like you. I'm punching the entire. I'm not really boxing much. No. I'm looking to knock out. In doing so, it's like one of the best workouts I've mm -hmm. ever had in my entire life. Uh -huh. Like I love it. Love it. Love it. What were those rounds? Two minutes. Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. About a minute in is when it really starts. You look up, you're like, damn, I'm nowhere near. I thought it'd be like 20 seconds, 10 seconds. I didn't take my eyes off Big Joe, to be honest with you. Smart. Well, Corner was trying to tell you. Yeah, that. I know. Yeah. You guys, I heard you yelling out some. I appreciate. I appreciate all the help. I needed to get through that. Love you, coach. You did. Yeah. And you did. With and a you won. You won. Yeah. What did you think you were, literally you hearing about the game to playing the game? <laughs> well, it's a matter of two I'll minutes. I'll be honest yeah. with you, Pat and guys. Um, when you said, hey, look, we're going to, because all we talked about was ping pong. AJ. Oh, you died. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, so I'm oh, thinking, okay, oh, I'm going to strap up and go play some. You good at ping pong? He asked, you good at ping pong? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm fighting big fucking Joe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kind of shit's that? And I'm not going to like suggested that. I can't back fucking down. He could have. You know, I can't. Hey, you good at ping pong? How are you at table tennis? What are you? And then all of a sudden, hey. Big Joe, punch, punch Joe right Three here rounds. and start this fucking thing. Big oh shit! Oh, Big fucking Joe. mouthpiece in, Chuck. What the fuck? Oh, Big Joe calls. It's a full bamboozle. Yeah. A full. Oh, you. Hey, it's a lot different. Ping pong not as stressful. Now you on what? Exactly. Feels like you got your breath back, which is good news. Oh. This weekend, couple massive games. Yeah. Dude. Now you're eleven four and one on Thursday night against the spread. Two big games, obviously, that everybody's kind of looking at as being a massive implication game. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, and Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans. For both these games, we'll start with the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills games. What are your thoughts on it? How do you see it going? And uh, I, I, Josh Allen isn't even a pro bowler. No. Nope. And this Bills team is playing the best football they've been playing. They've got back to themselves. And then you look on Miami. We fought along with Hard Knocks a little bit. Cool team. Like that team. Yeah. Obviously have some injuries. What do you think? What are your thoughts? And how do you feel about them? Well, as far as the injuries go, do we know if uh, Waddle it is not be available? today, I believe. Ooh. I could, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I I, so I think I that's that. big for Miami. He is obviously. pushing to play. He's pushing to play. 
And like, okay, so like Josh Allen need a little bit more motivation, you know, with the Pro Bowl snub or whatever. Not that I think he gives us two shits about that. <clears throat> um, but they're hot. They're winners of four straight. Miami's two and two in their last four. Miami went up there early in the season, got beat down 48 to 20. I mean, it wasn't even close. James Cook is rolling. Um, they'll do whatever they have to do to take you know, Tyreek out of the game. I just think there's too many injuries right now. Xavier Howard's not going to play for Miami. They just lost Chubb. You know, between Chubb and uh, Phillips, who went out two, three weeks ago, that's 17 and a half of their 53 sacks Jeez. they got on the year. Jeez. Okay, so there's – I'm wondering between Van Ginkle, uh, Christian Wilkins. Andrew Van Ginkle. I think, you know, Siler uh, – Christian and then and then Van Gink. I don't. They've got some other. Melvin Ingram stepped out there Dog. to replace. He can't. He's. You know. He looks really old. Like. He's arrowed, fresh. Arrowed down. Coach. Um, Jesus, yeah, he's a good Yeah, he's a vet. Gumpy, I'm rooting for you, but hey, Doesn't sound I just like think you are, Coach. I just think with the injuries, um, this Buffalo Bills team's playing with a lot of a lot of swag and a lot of confidence right now. I'll take. Uh, I'm taking Buffalo okay. going down there. And, and Congrats to the Bills. Point. That's yeah. a huge win. Yeah, yeah. massive. Isn't it, AJ, considering where they ha- were and where they are now, now going into Miami last game of the season, get a big-time dub, then into the play. Good for the Bills, AJ. Good for the Bills. Yeah, great for the Bills. We said this. I mean, what a weird roller coaster of a season it's been yeah. for them. And now they figured they, they went through a rough patch, and now they're, yeah. they're peaking at the right time. But once again, they don't finish it off. Nothing really matters. Kadarius Tony, two feet. Yep. That's it. If you look back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he was just – just look over. Greatest play. Mm-hmm. Just, would have been the greatest play. Just a little yeah. bit. Dolphins would have clinched. He's just a little bit back this way. Oh, Dolphins will blow it to the Titans also already clinched too. A lot of self yeah, that was 20, 29, 28. Yeah, I well, mean, that was egregious. And then they beat the brakes off the Jets 30 to nothing. With, they don't have any – I mean, that doesn't count. Well, that's an NFL team. They got Pro Bowlers on that team. Is it an NFL team, Jack? Jalen, they usually don't travel down there, but I think Jalen's going to have to because if you line up, Gumpy, you'll agree with me on this. Kohu can't play outside all the time. He's a good nickel, but when he has to play outside corner opposite of Ramsey or opposite of Apple, it's it's not a good deal. Oh, no. What's that? The Jalen Ramsey comments about Josh Allen that we remembered last year, week one, when it was uh, Rams-Bills. What did he say again? He said uh, the first time, I believe, they played the Bills when Jalen was in Jacksonville. Something about how Josh Allen isn't good at football or he's not going to throw the football. Oh, yeah, football. then Josh won at him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, th- and that was the Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. Like, hey, he's looking Chat at me. Yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. looking at you. And then deep ball, Stephon Diggs did one of these in Jalen's face. I didn't even think about that type of revenge game on both sides. Yeah, there's some... Because revenge yeah. for Jalen, because he kind of got, not embarrassed, but a little bit because the inside the NFL, all those mic'd ups Big came brain out. football. Big yep. brain mm-hmm. football. They beat the fucking shit out of the Rams on banner night. Yeah, and obviously when they're for the first one, Diggs had three touchdown receptions. Yep. Josh had three TD passes, obviously, and a rushing TD, four total. Wow, I didn't know this was the case. Miami Dover. Oh, no. What? We already clinched oh, the playoffs. No. We're not the team playing to get into the playoffs here. Yeah, you're right. What's this all and about? What are we talking Good about? Point. Josh Allen didn't play great against the Pats oh, so, last so week. Even, even so even more, more so like the Bills' backs against the wall. What about Vic Fangiover? Yeah, what no, has happened to Vic here, Chuck? I mean, what Whoa. was... Well, what? he climbed him. He got him to number five. Yeah, but what happened against the Ravens? Like, that game plan was awful. 
Whoa. I think it may be a totally different game if Tyreek doesn't drop that touchdown pass. All right. I, I think that I just Guys, think, house caught on fire. Yeah, give him a yeah. break, Chuck. He's, he's not ugly, Joe. I'll take it out on him. Yeah, I feel bad for, you know, bummed out about the house, but <laughs> we're talking ball. But what we're talking ball right? We talking now. ball or not? That's what you say. We're talking ball. Happy everybody's okay. They were doing yeah. well. You saw it. I mean, they they started to click. But oh, yeah. he had he had Phillips. He had Chubb. They were rolling. They're winning. Phillips and Chubb are both just massive losses Huge. on their own. Both together is just a killer. Chubb was playing his best ball by far. This is the NFL every year, by the way. Who can get lucky with injuries at key places? Obviously, it's not fun that that is the case, but it's real. And then going into the season, we thought it was going to be the year. Yes, that there's no injuries. Yeah, none. That's hoping for it. That didn't happen, AJ. No, right, we we can hope though. Maybe next year, be first time. How come they always talk about me being a big fat liar when it comes to that? I said there's going to be no injuries this year. <laughs> there's a lot. There's an injury to Chuck because fucking Jonas Auto took him through. Yeah, right? I mean, you, you had an injury this year on your own. Yeah, I pulled a hamstring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running sprints right out there where Chuck was fighting Jonas Auto. That's mm-hmm. right. Crazy. That was ping pong. If this trap flares up, <laughs> if. Oh, no. What do you mean? What do you mean if? Oh. if you can have a when? problem. It's already starting. I need some idea. Chuck, where's my corner man, Billy? Hey, Zeno ran in with some water. Got me water, Billy. Appreciate you guys. I'm gonna need a little ice pack. Every once in a while, I will set the boundary up with a chair right off the end of it. Yeah, should. If you're going to fight the champ at the end, he's an Irish lad. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's tough to knock out at he, those final two. He'll chair. get you in there. You'll get tired. You know what I mean? Get that little there. stool. Thank God, because I, I wanted to sit on it. Yeah. And I remembered, oh, okay. R- this, not is, real. this is not real. Oh, you should. That would look bad. The pink, oh, the pink, oh, oh my God. You, you falling on that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Not answering the bell either. Why? Mm-hmm. What beat you? Oh, the yeah. fake stool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hit your no. life alert on your wrist. Oh, yeah. I've fallen. And I can't get up. <laughs> it's real. I know. You look good out there. Yeah. Yeah. Really impressive. There was a lot of times where you should have just went, no, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Put your left glove up yeah, and said exit. Flag. Instead, you put continue every single time. Yeah, you answered did. the bell, Chuck. You really did. Hell yeah, Chuck. Nice job, Chuck. I'm going to pay for it. It's all right. Hey, you earned that That's soreness. Right. You're yeah. going to be sore. By fighting Jonas Auto. Now let's talk about earning something. The Indianapolis Colts have earned their way into an opportunity win, and they're in the playoffs. They're taking on a team that is in the same exact situation. Also, one of these two teams could be the AFC South champs if the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday following this primetime game on ESPN on Saturday night. Let's go. C.J. Stroud, obviously a weapon, but Gardner Minshew's been dancing. Mm -hmm. This team's beloved by Indianapolis because I think they're outperforming what all of us thought this season was going to be. And in Houston, they have the same exact story happening. What do you think the game does, shows, proves, and who's in, who's out? Chuck Pagano? I don't think we always talk about injuries first. I don't think there's any significant guy like Zach Moss no. ain't coming back, right? No, him, Tank Dell, he's he's done. There's Dell's no, out yeah. for them. He's been out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough injury there. Yeah. There's nobody else, mm-hmm. right? CJ came back mm-hmm. last week. I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think back to week two. No, that's a long time ago. Two different teams, right? Yeah. Four different teams, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Bingo. So you probably got CJ who's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. right? Hands down, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Puka Nakua. Yeah, yeah. Look out, he might win. This is great interview too. Not CJ. Yeah, like the MVP, it always goes to a quarterback. So depending on what happens in this game, if the Rams go on, you know, they're already clinched to playoff berth, right? If they win, then Puka's probably going to get it. But no, he threw for three hundred. He threw for three. He was 
30 of 47 for 384 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. 47 attempts, rookie, second week. So good. Can you imagine? Jesus. And no, no interceptions. And, they, and we sacked, Colt, Colt sacked him six times. And he just kept responding, responding. They got way behind. It was 30, 31-10 with like five minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, and they were interested in that. I think two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So good at football. Filthy. Uh, yeah, they beat the, the, the 18-yarder, the quarterback draw mm-hmm. early. Yep, bingo. It just watching that again today, this oh, morning. I tried it was just to. like, man, this guy. Future's bright. This mm-hmm. dude, this guy's going to be around here for a long time. Can he time. survive? Yeah. It was in that same game. And what a great job, man. obviously. Off head off the, it was that run. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, where he kind of pulled up on the goal line. Yeah, got to protect yourself. That's a scary one. For who? For, for sure. For everybody? Uh, for Indy. I just think with Indy, I just think. You know, if we if we can't get to the quarterback again, we're, and at, we're going to need a couple turnovers, it's at the lot it's of house. At the lot of house, you know that, right? It's at the lot. Tons of ain't going to be able to get can off I the take, line. Can I take a t-shirt so I can wear it Saturday night, like I'm with you guys in Absolutely. the lot? Now, if you're about to pick the Texans, sack of wine. Good call, Gump. Gump's actually thinking that because of what you just said about the Dolphins, so he's mm-hmm. been looking. Yep. This is the loud. Well, you know how loud it? it's going to be on Saturday uh, night, Chuck. Uh, oh. Chuck. Oh. Yeah. How much did they play that? I didn't get a chance to go to the game this past weekend, obviously, because we're out at uh, two game day game uh, shows mm-hmm. at Pasadena that we certainly knew. Two! Two games. Two game days. Not one. No, no. They two! Play, they play this song more than once? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, Yeah, they showed talk, and they were like, holy fuck, get that guy on the jumbo train. He's got these glasses on. I got a text from Conti this week that actually said, hey, is it all right if we uh, show you on camera when you're in the suite? I'm like, Conti, this is like, what, uh, week 18? <laughs> You didn't ask before. <laughs> you, yes. Chris. You show me up. His name is Matt. He's a good man. Maybe. He's probably a massive piece of that thing getting decorated and handling it all. Probably the piece. But I do appreciate him texting and asking or whatever the case. Because there'll be a lot of times where I'm mid-eating something. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to the thing. And all of a sudden, I'm on He's it. He's back at me. And it's like, oh, are you? Beep, 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 beep. That's not it. No. It's awesome in the loud house. And then you run that back. We score, run it, kick off. New? Did they do that when you played there, or is it new? We got traditions that are eight and a half games old, baby. Yeah, this is all a loud house. This is the loud house. This new ain't era. the Lucas Oil Library anymore. No, no, no. no. It's the loud house. Lucas Oil Loud House. And Houston's got to come in here. Good luck, CJ Stroud. He's still a rookie. Yeah, he hasn't experienced true. this loud house. He doesn't know what it's going to be. They haven't played in front of a whole whole entire sold out crowd in Houston all year. <laughs> how, how are they going to do that in Indy? Especially in the Lot House. Uh huh. So go on with what you were saying. Oh, they going on. Who are you taking, Chuck? Oh, CJ. Yeah, it's going to be so loud. Listen, we love CJ Stride, mm-hmm. but in the Lot House, Mm-mm. good luck. Hey, so <clears throat> JT's healthy, right? Yep. JT's five and zero. Oh. 
He averages about 125 to 130 yards against these guys in five starts. Oh, Did you know that? Oh, oh, shit. 150, I Houston, think, in the, in the last one. We have so, another problem. Mouth, mouth of CJ or JT. Gardner's been taking care of the football. Don't turn the thing over. We'll create a couple turnovers here and there. The difference in that first game, here's where we got to be really good and they gotta, we got to expose them. They were one for four in the red area in that first game. One for four. Okay. Gotta keep so it. they got down there, missed field goal, forced field goals, got turnover. So if we can do the same thing, what's the line? Minus one? One. Yeah. Plus Houston's Plus minus we one. Pick yeah. them, huh? Okay, give me the home team. Give me the Colts. Ooh. There you go, Chuck. There you go, Chuck. Hey. In the lot house. And a T-shirt. There was next to no chance. You got your shirt for sure. You've earned it. There was next to no chance he was picking anybody but the Colts. Yep. Mm-hmm. You remember Chuck does his uh, coach's huddle. Coach. Oh, is that a Fugay's pick then? The Chuck checkup. Uh, <laughs> Chuck checkup. Chuck checking. You got me wheezing, boy. That's when you know you've worked. The lungs are wheezing. Burning a little bit. Oh, my Lord. Ming, yeah. <laughs> we trust the picture. <laughs> yeah, you. So are you winded right now? Not winded. You, you know when mind? like you run hills for the first time or something, you really blow them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blow oh, yeah. it out. Wait till you go outside. It's gonna be oh, yeah, yeah, it's icy cold. Cold brisk. Do one of those when you walk out. <laughs> yeah, you get you one of those. You already won people money, so we don't even have to. You picked nope. Colts. Yep. Mm-hmm. You hey, picked the Bills. Yep. Any good at ping pong? <laughs> you can try that too. <laughs> Oh, there he's doing please. three rounds. <laughs> and three, I couldn't believe. Like, I was after you go, okay, catch your breath. You can take a seat, get him a chair. What? Water? What? Yeah, I got another round. Yeah. I didn't expect two more. To you be had clear, to finish. You had to finish. Ugly Joe in the easy round. I don't know if he's ever seen that third round either. Yeah. He, he was no. an unchaired. You're supposed to just knock that person out. Yeah, expectation of the Pagano punch, too, for us. Because of. Yeah, peanut. Remember Foxy, you, you lost the decision to Ugly Joe at that level, right? Yeah, there's a chance I did, yes. Jesus. That's yeah, impossible. <laughs> well, at a buck 30. Oh! Soaking <laughs> what? Stuff. It's a good game. Me and Gumpy used to play ping pong a lot against each other when he was stuck up in Canada. Those are good times. Fire back up. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. We've been in the trenches all week, huh? Yeah. It's been a good week for us, AJ. It's been a good week for us. Mm-hmm. Great. Great week. Bunker mentality. You know, adversity only builds maturity, which makes you better. Amen. Well said. You're only as mature as the shit that you go through, you know? Mm-hmm. So those who go through a lot are normally considered wise. Why are they wise? Well, because they're mature. Why are they mature? Well, because they've been through some shit. This week was a big one. Self-imposed, self-inflicted, but us and how it went and how everything has gone, I'd like to say we're going to get better from mm-hmm. it. Amen. And shout out to ESPN. ESPN, you know, is, they're like, are you going to ad- address it? Yeah, I feel like I have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. All right. Cool. We won't give a comment then. All right. But mm-hmm. if you weren't going to address it, we were certainly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, so we would like to once again say to the world, we apologize immensely for being a part of any negativity on this particular week. Now, granted, with that being said, this week is awesome. We came from college football playoff right into the national championship. Week 18 of the NFL season. The amount of news that's about to break on Monday. Yeah. Not even the national championship, but everything for the mm-hmm. NFL that's going to happen on Monday. The players are going to do their thing to get them into postseason play. There's a lot of great things that are happening. And instead, our show is being talked about in a negative way. And I fucking hate that. That is not what we want to be in society. So we will try to continue to get better. We will try to continue to offer up a show that stinks and sucks. 
And hopefully you will continue to watch alongside of us, even though I've heard we're getting boycotted. Mm-hmm. And on that note, Chuck beat up Joe. Yep. Yep. Congrats, Chuck. Nice Good job, work, Chuck. Chuck. The Hammer Don boys are putting out winners. Yep. Beating up the Way to go, Hammer Don boys. There you go. The Toxic Table is batting a thousand. Way to go, boys. Way to go. Well, I don't know about that, but... And AJ Hawk has somehow, while sitting here, produced another kid with his wife. Yep. Right. Amen. Impressive. Congrats, AJ. Way to go, AJ. Well, nah, it didn't happen. But it's not out of the question, though. It's not a, it's not a done deal. Well, that Muppet sperm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Travels. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that. But I'm, like I said, I'm taking it as a positive thing. I saw a lot of a lot of our people have gone to bat for us on the internet. We appreciate that. Some guy called me a chicken shit or whatever, and then one of my guys responded, or one of our people responded, was like, "Would love to see this guy say this to Pat's face." He was just a punter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just a punter. We'd love to see it. <laughs> People are getting real comfortable out there. Oh, people, yeah. people are getting real that's, comfortable that's with the, the thing. internet. It's yeah, it's good to see the support because yeah. they are also are not having it. And I appreciate you calling me a chicken shit. You sit in the basement, door locked. Well, that guy couldn't hold my jock, you know, with anything basically that I've done. Speaking of chicken shit, no okay. sir. But, Why don't you just do what you're told to do, pal? Okay, <laughs> just do what you're told to do. All right, that it chicken shit. There was something that got to me that I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> you know. But I, I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in. And I think this is something I didn't... You know how we said, whenever we decided to go to ESPN, our people started killing us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah. Like, our, our people turned loud. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. I thought I'd build up enough, like, maybe a little bit of credit with our people that they would understand. You know, but instead, people just, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm so sorry. No faith. And then when this situation happens, I thought maybe we had built up a little bit of, like, yeah, hey, pretty positive group of people. <sighs> people don't even. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Now, there's been a lot of people going to our bat for us. We appreciate that. Stephen A. Yep. Was one of them. Mm-hmm. I believe the Today Show this morning talked about it. Mm-hmm. Going to bat for us, I think. Really? Very nice. A lot of people on the internet, they're trying to kill us. Just know we're going to try to do this as long as we possibly can. And when the time is up for us to leave, we will know. Yep. And I thought that was the other day, to be honest. <laughs> but the sun came up this morning, not for long because it was so cloudy. Yep. The sun will come up tomorrow. Sports will continue to be great and we'll continue to try to be a crew that unifies people. Because that's what sports do. Hell yeah. And we're a moment. We divided a lot. And we don't need that right now. We don't need to add to that. And we'll continue to echo that sentiment forever. All right. Tomorrow's a big one. Huge. Huge. Tomorrow is a big one. Already Friday tomorrow. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. Last regular season picks. Got to make our picks. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the record? No, I believe you already ran away with it, didn't you? No, 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 no. 10 and 6 last weekend. Ten and six last weekend, six five and five, five six and five for all the marbles. For all the marbles. Here we go. Wow, look at this! What a big week, especially with all of these uh, different games with different quarterbacks yeah. playing. Different who's playing, who's not. This will be a fun one. A lot of backup quarterbacks. A lot of teams who have things to play for. A lot of teams that have just like spoiler to play for. A lot of guys are looking to put good film on tape for next year to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So some people that we've never heard of have massive games on these last weeks and kind of ruin an entire city's dreams. Yep. Didn't Joe Dirt do that to the Colts a couple years back? Yeah, when they went yeah. down to <clears throat> Had no idea the guy yeah. existed, and all of a sudden he's the one setting us out of the playoffs. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, We're supposed to be. Jacksonville? He's, yeah. He's done Clanton. a lot. He's done a lot. Clanton. <laughs> Everywhere. They were dressed up like clowns. They were dressed up like clowns because their team was operating in a clown way, they thought. Oh. They better that win. team knocked us out of the playoffs. Yep. yep. That effort. They better. That was tough. Well, a year later, you know. They bring in Doug P, and that's the 
cream of the crop. They made it all the way to division around. Yeah, there's not a lot of Clanton stuff happening down there anymore, but no. it's been a rough couple weeks for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. Yeah, they need. better win. Why? Four out of the last five. They They'll won. be out. Why? What are they, like two and six since uh, Mr. Dirt exactly. Day touched that towel? Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. The Bengals touched the towel, too, uh, a week after that or something like that, too. Did they? What happened? Did the Bengals? Ooh. They stink. What, what towel are you talking about? Just don't touch terrible towel, okay? Oh, you're talking about, oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. That guy in Vegas had that fear one time. Yep. Yep. He said, I don't fear it anymore. No. Doesn't care. I won't go get it. Mm-hmm. There's no terrible towels involved, just incredible athleticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something we've never seen before. Big game but You're talking about a couple teams. Go ahead and mocking the terrible towel, and all of a sudden, it, football gods saying, don't, don't. You don't think Myron Cope's watching? There it is. Oh, yeah. Mm. Give me your Ooh. towel. You can do it. Give me your towel. Scumbag. Yo, oh, I forgot one. Give me that one, too. Pittsburgh. Like I could have hit him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You get, what you, towel. you get what you deserve. How have they done since then? Not good. What is it? To three and five. Three and five. I said two and six. I knew the actual record, but. Oh, you just want to sauce it up a little bit. Smart. One here, one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one was Carolina. <laughs> Think about that. It doesn't even count as a win. Well, oh, yeah. CJ Beathard played well. So. <laughs> 26 nothing. That was you can't count that Who's CJ Beathard? One of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the University of Iowa. Would love to have that guy back. Speaking of <laughs> Iowa, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Oh, my God. She's unbelievable. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Have to, because you see yeah. the new deal that just got signed? Oh, yeah, huge. Huge. <clears throat> Big money. Massive. Caitlin Clark, massive piece of that. Mm-hmm. Angel Reese, massive piece of that. Yep. Actually changing the trajectory of future college women's sports. Mm-hmm. For sure. With what college basketball, women's college basketball did and is doing right now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We'll talk about that. We'll make our picks. We'll go into the weekend in a beautiful way. Wrapping up this incredibly long start to the 2024 mm-hmm. year. And also project us right into happiness, which is Saturday, what? Sunday, what? Monday, what? meaningful football all over the place. You're the greatest people on earth. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Chuck, good work today, buddy. Hey, Goodbye.